Alright driver, make sure everything is where you want it. Reach up there and pull those belts tight one more time. Going green next time, bye. This is the Scrubbing Tires Podcast. What's up? What's up, boys? uh, If anybody's seen the new Top Gun movie, but that reminds me of that. Just right on the runway, right before they're about to take off. Or here we go. (laughs) (laughs) All right, uh, everybody, seven viewers out there. Looks like uh, might call that Ty Casey Wiggins and Frank's Radio Service, Colorado. Right, number one. Yeah, we appreciate that, man. Everybody's here. so I won't uh, waste any time. Uh, back again for episode 43, Action Action, read all about it, because uh, there was plenty of that um, for the local level <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and uh, the uh, NASCAR side of things. Um, but yeah, without further ado, I'm Brandon Hall, uh, creator and host of this here podcast, and I will pass to the man on my left, your right. what's up everybody uh hopefully you all know who we are but i am jacob smith the driver of the oh 89 gam i'll talk about this in a second but uh also the uh statistician and uh we'll talk about some stats later and the official mike's harder drinker of this group Mm. he's taking my label now he's gonna like no you said only take over drinker of the of the podcast mike's harder not the beer okay there's a difference that's that's my job that's what i got going on this week uh i'm jordan smith coming to you live from my couch as probably some of you are uh enjoying right now um and i am the driver of the 99 gam and spotter for these two yahoos when i uh when I'm not driving. So anyways, uh, and I'm also the uh, official beer drinker here. And tonight we're drinking. It's a sour. Ooh, it's I actually I'm not I haven't gotten into sours too much, but this one's pretty damn good. It's a sipping tropical sour. Ashley had it and and she didn't drink it. and It was in the fridge. So I'm like, well, it's mine now. Since we're showing off what we're drinking, I uh, had one of these for the first time two weeks ago. Not bad. A little vodka on a Tuesday night. So Ooh, this, could, go. this could go well. Hey, hey. <laughs> Tomorrow's going to feel good. Yeah. yeah, right. All right. Uh, we'll go ahead and kick this episode off. Um, I know we say it uh, all the time that we have a lot to unpack or unfold or whatever we say on that Tuesday. Um, but trust me when I say we have a lot. Um, so I'm going to quit yapping and actually start the show. Hello, everyone. Um, new viewer from North Carolina. I appreciate that. Yeah, uh, thanks for joining us. Right. But uh, my Digbacher's here. Yeah, JP Rusk. Uh, all the all the usual suspects. We appreciate that. Um, I will kick us off um, this week with the listener fan shout out. And pardon us because we have a few. Uh, first and foremost, we're going to start off uh, with Tanner Scarberry. Uh, everybody knows what happened. Um, just glad you're doing well, stable able to walk away from that um, terrible crash on Saturday night. Um, you know, obviously found out more bad news last night, but uh, praying for you, buddy. Get better and uh, hope to see you back out there um, whenever that may be. Um, and then we have Mr. Kyle Clegg, who took a hard shot um, when you have no steering and you go into the corner. I can't even imagine what that feels like. Yeah. Um, so hope you're also doing well, Kyle. Um, 
yeah, that's not the way we want to start off the show talking about injured, you know, and wrecks. <laughs> yeah. But uh, nevertheless, um, I had the pleasure of meeting uh, two new people this weekend at the track. Um, Krista Hilton, uh, it was a pleasure. He came over into the 8999 pit and chatted with you for a good half hour, I feel like. So it was good to meet you and hear your story. Um, Brian Sanders, uh, you helped us out a ton this weekend yes, and yes. more so with the uh, Frank's Radio Service of Colorado. Um, I'm telling you, uh, I bought the Motorola radios for a reason. These guys uh, and their dad and Kyle Ray and everybody tried them out uh, this weekend. So if you don't have Motorola's or the Kenwoods, do it. Get call, yeah, call yeah, Brian, call Daryl. Yeah, uh, we, yeah, we ran into some issues and I, I couldn't hear. Let's just put it that way when we're in practice. I mean, it was I could hear, but it was real muffled. And as soon as we put those radios in the car, it was like, yeah, night so, and day difference. Mm -hmm. If you're on the fence about uh, getting new radios, I'm telling you, uh, do it. Um, get with them; they'll hook you up. Um, and even if you know, maybe you want to try it out, they'll they'll do that. So yep. appreciate that, Brian. Um, and then uh, the man whose hat I'm finally wearing and got a hold of, Mr. Uh, Curtis Heldenbrand, and the nine CH uh, Pro Truck. Pleasure to meet you. I know you were uh, elbows deep when I came over to your pits, but uh, I got a hat. So there we go. Support your local race car drivers. Yeah. All right. Um, that is it for the listener shout out. I know that took five minutes, uh, <laughs> but sometimes you got. So we'll move into the race recaps from the uh, eSports side and then the, uh, the national level series. So last night we had the third race of the Rubbin' is iRacing presented by the Scrubbin' Tires podcast. We had the Sobo Old Betty 20 at South Boston Speedway. Cool little short track that uh, a lot of um, veteran national drivers have, you know, either run there um, or started their career there at, at some point in time in any series. Uh, was, we had a pretty good turnout. Um, some new suspects and the usual suspects. Um, I couldn't keep the thing straight for whatever reason. Um, but nevertheless, uh, first place, uh, Mark Wee, Mark Weeman Brimkamp uh, kind of stole the show in the feature. Second was Torn Shirts. Third, Casey Wiggins. Fourth, Greg Dryling. And fifth place was last week's winner, uh, Kyle Moore. So uh, thank you guys again for joining um, yesterday's race. And uh, for it's continuing to grow, and people are starting to message us about it. So feel free. Uh, we posted the fourth race, which is next Monday night, seven o'clock mountain figure eight racing. So, uh, I invite all the walls to join because they're going to wax the field, I imagine. Um, uh, but we'll give it a go. Um, so if you're not doing anything seven o'clock next Monday, um, come, come join the, uh, keep it clean 13 at, uh, Irwindale speedway figure eight. And, I want to uh, join just to, just to pull some like Bowman gray action, start <laughs> drilling people. Did you guys see that? Oh yeah, it's Did every week with that damn track. Holy I swear. crap! So my whole th and sorry to get a little off topic here. I'm, I don't know if anybody saw um, the the replay from this last weekend at Bowman Gray, but there was a guy leading the race, guy in second, spun him out coming out of the corner, and dude drove through the grass like i racing style. Boom, took him <laughs> out, and he kind of missed in a sense. He like. Destroyed the whole front of his car, but he only took out the quarter panel of the car he was trying to hit, right? <laughs> Came back around, drilled the door, like <laughs> cars freaking overheating, water spewing out of it. It's like, dude. I miss this stop. thing. Oh, I need to go look yeah. at that. Stop. Like, seriously, you're destroying your own car for no reason. Yeah. 
Well, like, there's I feel like there's fist fights at that track every Saturday. Night. Really well, and that's kind of the whole like you said, the whole aura of it. But good lord, man, like uh, that's too expensive. <laughs> yeah, race cars out. are cheap over there, apparently, to put back yeah. together. You know, sixty grand, oh, whatever. Pick a card, any card. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think the guy's name was Nick Wall, so I was gonna hit up like Jared and all them and be like, Is this your cousin or what's the one doing? Dude, calm down. Turned uh super late models into a figure eight, I guess. There you go. Demo Derby, man. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right, oh I will uh, pass to Jake now to lead us off with the uh, national series races uh, yeah. from the weekend. <clears throat> yeah, so we got the uh, SRX recap real fast. They had the camping Camping World SRX at Federated Auto Parts Raceway at I fifty five. Little small dirt track. I can't remember exactly what the size of it, uh, but. It's a fun little track. Uh, got to watch a little bit of the highlights of it and uh, some pretty good racing going on on uh, Saturday night. Uh, fortunately, we had to miss it because uh, we were obviously at the racetrack, but um, I think this was the second to last race of the year. I think next weekend is their last race for the season two of the SRX series. Um, and it kind of looks like there's only one driver really kind of yeah. falling away with it at the moment and uh, weird yeah uh, <laughs> owner driver champion you know drag race the, team owner drag race team hey, owner. they were at bandamere this weekend and, and she won yeah she did. she did she won the top fuel series she this did. weekend oh. at mile high national zach stongle says three eight mile all right thank you i uh oh cool that. That. Three CNS. exactly so throw some dirt on it. it's a little more banked than uh cns but uh, that just makes it more fun and the fact that it's dirt even better so uh, so just quick recap of the top five finishers of the race. Uh, they had the 69 of Greg Biffle, 52 hey. of Ken Schrader, who actually I do believe owns that track. Guys. Um, <laughs> he's still, still racing. You know, I'm surprised they haven't had, I know Kenny he's Wallace. He's like a red was, farmer. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. I know really? Kenny, I don't know the old Herman was there this weekend watching. I think he actually was racing like the modifieds beforehand too. Mm -hmm. so, he was, yeah. Um, cause he had like a nice little video about how, uh good the racing was before the srx series started and was complimenting all the local drivers and how they they got seen this weekend and and it was pretty cool little video uh watch how he was pumping up those local drivers so that was mm -hmm. pretty cool to see i'd like to see him racing this srx series with like ken schrader and all these other guys that would be fun to watch um but anyway continuing on with the top five uh you had the 39 of ryan newman finishing third the 98 of Marco Andretti finished second, and your winner was the number 14, Tony Stewart, for what, the second, third week in a row or something? Uh, no, he. Oh, wait, Newman won last week. Newman won last week. Well, no, Bobby Labonte won last week, then Newman, the then week. Stewart. Correct. Yeah. So I guess it's only second. Statistician third, is uh, not doing his job right. right? <laughs> it's that Mike Carter. It's that Mike Carter. Either way, I I know Tony Stewart is leading in the points with running. Yeah, I would imagine so. Yeah, that's yeah. a good uh, that's a good uh, educated guess there. Yes, it is. <laughs> but uh, that is your SRX series recap for uh, this weekend. So I'll throw it over to Jord for the Xfinity series recap. All right. So we had the Crayon 200 at New Hampshire. I see. I like those. Those New Hampshire. Names. New Hampshire. But the Crayon <laughs> 200. Simple. Simple. To the point. When to I read point. that first, I was thinking Crayola, but it's not even right. remotely <laughs> close to that. But Say it with Crayon. Oh, wait, no. Crayon. Never mind. <laughs> um, New Hampshire. So I, like we said, we were at the racetrack on Saturday, so I didn't even, and I didn't even watch any of the highlights of, of 
the Xfinity race itself. So I'm just going to keep this kind of, I, I don't know if anybody else, one of you two Yahoo's got to see any of the highlights and want to kind of touch on this, but I can just, yeah, I was the, changing uh, eight tires every time you came in. How the hell yeah, was I going to watch an Xfinity I know, race? Seriously. So <laughs> the only uh, thing I know is that Josh Berry was one of the top cars and he cut somebody off, got spun out and wrecked like five cars. That's yeah, I, do, right. I do remember he seeing flew that. flew into him and like went ass up like mm -hmm. uh, Eric yeah. Almarola at Kansas a couple of years back. I do remember seeing that on, I think it was on ESPN or something. I remember watching that highlight of him. Yeah, spinning out. That sucks. But yeah. anyways, all right, we'll just give the top five for that. So coming in fifth uh, was Sheldon Creed. Uh, fourth was Jeremy Clements. Third was Brandon Brown. Second was a... Don't say uh, it. Don't say it. Wow. Uh, Trevor Bain making his uh, comeback in the Xfinity series. And then coming in first was the uh, seven car of Justin Allgaier. Four Chevys and a Toyota. Hey, JRM, pretty good night. We'll take it. Mm -hmm. Pretty good night. Yeah. So and, uh, Noah was disqualified, and someone else was because the ride heights were too low in front, I believe. You know, Bummer. it's funny because when they get penalties like that, sometimes more often than not, the teams will protest it. And JRM was like, nope, it's fair. We're good. We're not protesting. <laughs> so yeah, like, yeah that, oh. was, that was meant to happen. <laughs> yeah. Damn it. You caught us. Yeah. You're good. <laughs> all right um so we'll move on to the cup series now um they were also at new hampshire uh the am better 301 on sunday i watched uh from flag to flag honestly i hate new hampshire uh hate driving it in esports or anything it's harder than bleep um but this new package with the new car uh it was phenomenal i mean you had martin truex who looked like he was going to lead every damn lap and you had three wide battles and passing everywhere, lead changes throughout the middle middle to end of the race. Um, it was I, – I thoroughly enjoyed that race. Um, I'm not sure what Jeff Gluck's poll on Twitter uh, ended up uh, as far as fans voted. Was it a good race or not? But uh, if, if I were um, voting just myself, I'd probably give it a 9 out of 10. Um, and, I mean, it looked like a Toyota show, and it was towards the end, but – Nevertheless, um, you had some people also that don't normally run very well um, at New Hampshire up there, which was good. Um, but uh, Kevin Harvick finished fifth. Martin Truex Jr., who I think should have won it. Uh, late race um, pit strategy didn't play off for him. And it was also weird seeing him in the green interstate yeah. batteries paint scheme. I'm like, what are you doing, mm -hmm. Joe Gibbs? At Whatever. Um, brand identity. Bring back 90s NASCAR. Anyway, don't get me started. Uh, third was Bubba, Bubba Wallace, so really good run for him. Kind of uh, disappointed in him in his post-race interview. He acted like he finished 37th, and it was just junk. He was whatever. Uh, second place was Chase Elliott, who looked like he was going to lead it and then kind of burned the tires off the thing and let Bell catch up to him uh, with like 40, 50 to go. Um, and, yeah, Christopher Bell did that and took off and he didn't look back and uh first win since daytona road course uh of last year so really good run for him um don't mind the kid um i think he's probably second favorite of the jgr um camp for me but uh yeah good run for him so that was your ambetter 301 race recap um, that lobster yeah. was like almost as big as he was yeah, I, yeah he was holding it. It was like the whole he was like scared of it too. Body. He's like, yeah, what do I do with this thing? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you who made it look small is Brad Doherty on the uh, 
the pre-race yeah or i think it was during the race actually they they put it on the set there the nbc uh <laughs> pit box booth thing and that man is massive so he just holds it up and it looks like yeah. a little shrimp <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah like i was thinking like crawdad how much, yeah. I, I told mike land i was like man i bet that 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 thing has got to be four hundred dollars easily oh for that oh. much lobster like oh god and claws alone are probably a hundred bucks a piece yeah <laughs> yeah and it was also mentioned that Christopher Bell was talked about if he won. I guess he has like a fear or something of, of lobsters. So, but he handled so the, it well. Yeah, I was gonna say it looked like he was like, oh my god, what about what's going on? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't out, yeah. grabbing that I, thing. <laughs> I don't know if I would enjoy that too. But hey, if I just won a NASCAR race and however much they win for that race, I'd hold I'll up hold anything. anything. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, like Simba. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll raise Chuck on our shoulders. Simba. <laughs> oh, anyway, um, so that was your national series recap from this weekend. We're going to take a break here from our present one of our presenting partners, Town and Country Alamosa, and then we'll get into one of our uh, favorite segments, Green Flag, Black Flag. So, without further ado, I think it's time you trade in that old truck. SUV, car, or all three if you got them for something new. What do you say? I mean, come on, people. It's 2022. Before you do, though, go check out our friends and presenting sponsor, Town & Country Alamosa. Their experienced staff and years of expertise satisfying customer after customer will change the way you purchase new or used vehicles. Don't believe me? Give them a call at 719-587-1800 or visit www.downandcountryalamosa.com and experience their unmatched customer service firsthand. Don't forget to tell them the Scrub and Tires podcast sent you. Jake, did you uh, go see him yet to uh, get a bigger truck? <laughs> well, it's funny you say that because, uh, George, you know, we've been looking at stacker trailers lately and uh, George sends me, sends me this one today and it's literally like a NASCAR hauler for a semi. I'm like, bro... My truck's not going to haul that hey, thing. It's meant for a semi. And he's we like, We could arrange a 4,500 to be shipped to Littleton. No problemo. Yeah. He's like, Well, it looks like you need to upgrade your truck then. Like, there you go. I know somebody. Yeah. <laughs> it's simple. You get with, especially right now, you probably get 10 times more what it's worth. <laughs> There's that. That's probably true. Yeah. All right. Um, uh, yeah, what uh, Colton Cranmore? What comment are you talking about? The I think Algar... he's talking about any of his comments. He wants to be high. Algar has family. Well, wait for the "Give Me Some Loving" segment, Dana. <laughs> yeah, man. You know how this operates. Does he? I haven't seen him on here in a long time. Well, we appreciate ask, you coming yeah. back. We appreciate yeah. you. <laughs> I don't know which comment, but anyway, uh, Jeremy Clements. They had him on the. Uh, Fan fuel podcast. That's one he's talking about. Anyway, nice. uh, green flag, black flag. How about we get into that? Um, for everybody that doesn't know, we'll pass three questions around to each other, the three of us. And if we like it, um, we'll say green flag or if we agree. Um, and if we don't, we'll say black flag. Or sometimes you got to throw in the uh, yellow flag, white flag, halfway, <laughs> <laughs> you know, whatever. Uh, yeah. Um, so I'll lead us off here. And it's something I feel like that every uh, driver or crew member at CNS probably has thought about from a time or two. Um, so my question to you two, green flag, black flag, CNS should digitize the pit entry process for drivers and crew, meaning you should pay online ahead of time for the driver, the crew, maybe even reserve a spot. 
and how that would I see it playing out in my head would you would either get a confirmation code or a QR code or whatever they want to do. And then they just have scanners at the track. Beep, you're good. Yep, you paid. Beep, no, you didn't get the hell out of here. You know, so on and so forth. Go to the ticket. Of, yeah, instead of waiting till one o'clock or 12 o'clock sharp. And whenever they open the damn thing, um, yeah, there you go. Frank's Radio Service, Pip Pay app. Whatever it is, um, green flag, black flag. And I'll start with Jordan. Oh, 100% green flag. Like, live in the now, man. Like, hey, Wayne. Yeah, Wayne. Like, seriously, though, I mean, it, it, it's 2022, and there's, you know, this thing right here is an extremely powerful tool. What, the abs? No, yeah, the abs. You like my background? Yeah, yes. the abs on there. Man, I got good eyesight there. Um, you know wh- why they don't have some sort? I know that you can buy like general tickets on through the site and stuff and exactly. whatnot. Exactly, but, but at least for the drivers and and pit pit people like, to be able to do it all online and have it just ready to go. So even for those people that you know that are cr- time crunched, you know, I know like uh, Darren Clark for the <laughs> yeah, game. I was just gonna say he, he's shows showing up, up right up, like right before practice. He, yeah, right, you know, right before practice, and even even then, halftime, he only gets like one practice in sometimes, you know, because he's hustling to get down here from Wyoming. So, you know, all these people that are traveling from, you know, Penrose and and Calhan and all Nebraska and all this stuff, you know, you have the ability to be able to make it easier on these people to come all the way in but we know as well as anybody else that's just going to come down to this so whether or not you we know it actually happens oh, i know we do yeah. but how much of that goes back into yeah never mind but anyways uh, i green flag 100 would make everybody's lives 10 times easier wouldn't be cost it would be cost effective it would ultimately in the end you wouldn't have to have so many people signing people in and doing all that stuff you know you just have everything digitized and it's all on a database and you look them up and away you go yeah i'm a total green flag as well uh two green flags like we man does yeah uh i mean i understand why they don't at the current moment because you know you got to sign the waiver and the member sheet and the non-member sheet and the driver easier to type it than it is to yeah but you can eliminate that that if there's a thing called e-sign nowadays e-sign <laughs> e-sign yeah and okay you have a Donkey list of people sign. okay yeah you here's your doop. okay you e-sign good good to go or yeah. as everybody's rolling in with their trailers did you get tickets ahead of time yes okay let's see it okay have everybody in the tr- in the truck or car or whatever sign this real fast in the appropriate spots when they do that boom off you go like you yeah. could make it the process so much easier faster and better well, for everybody at some point like when we're standing out there for 45 minutes to an hour and 105 degree yeah. heat. Yeah. That's not a great way to start off the 10 hour night yeah. that you had ahead of you. So. Yeah. Baking I, in the sun. I sweat enough when I'm sitting in the car and staging, let <laughs> yeah. alone let me just sit there and yeah. bake and get sunburnt. And right. yeah, but there's so many easier ways we could make that. And I really don't understand. You've already paid, you're getting your wristband. Why do I have to write my wristband down, my number down? That makes no sense. Like I've already paid. Obviously, if I'm signing the sheet, I paid. And I yeah. had to go give my ticket to the lady at the, the front as I go in. And like, our driver's license, the whole thing. Yeah, it just doesn't make any sense. There's a lot of, a lot of processes yeah. that could be eliminated. Glad we all agree there. Yeah, so definitely a good one. All right, George. All right. So my green flag, black flag question for you guys comes from a fan who had sent us all a, uh, a message today. 
Which I appreciate. Uh, it's like old school Pony Express. It's like a letter. I'm like, hey, we got fan mail. This right. We got we got fan mail and and just bringing up, you know, outsiders perspectives and, and some recommendations of what they would have liked to have seen after this person's been at the racetrack and been around it since the 90s. So this person's seen a lot of races and whatnot uh, between the way it was and way it is way it is now. And this person brought up a um, a point that I th I thought was interesting enough um, that I wanted to run by you, you fellas and see your opinions on it. So cutting uh, just changing up the the overall night and how how things are kind of operated a little bit. So instead of having two separate dashes with ten laps apiece, break it down to just one dash where you have five cars, five cars in it top five qualifying cars right they run just so a short dash six to eight laps whatever you know six to eight laps and then you you know you still have your points and whatnot but then you do you have the rest of the rest of the rest of the field go into a a traditional b main and you got to kind of race your way in for your spot and then based upon where you were you take the top 12 basically from the b main and the the dash and you roll, and then you do the, your pill draw from there to figure out where where you are, your starting position. Then it gives a guy who was, you know, didn't qualify good, but ended up being pretty good in the B main, gives them a chance to start up closer to the front when it comes to the main event. So green flag, black flag. What do you think about an idea like that, Brandon? <laughs> um, I'll quote the uh, late great Val Kilmer. Say when. Um, <laughs> I mean. I think this particular format is um, done by a lot of local dirt tracks throughout the world, for that matter. Um, yeah, I, green flag. I mean, you know, I'm going to use U2 as the prime example from this weekend. Like, we missed it in qualifying. You know, we the laps held for a while until more and more people, and then we started trickling down the board. Okay, so you weren't good in qualifying. Qualifying is very hard, but does that mean we should be punished and have to start? You know, if and if it's just qualifying, then go straight to the feature like a NASCAR type of format. Then so be it. Then get better at qualifying. Don't you know? Shut up and don't cry about it. But if there is dashes and heats, then let's let's make it worthwhile. Okay, maybe I suck at qualifying, or maybe we didn't have the setup right, but we know we have a a long run car or whatever. So um, give us a chance. You know, just. Yeah, I, I and I think not just from a, a driver or a crew or a team perspective, I think the fans would enjoy that a lot. You know, like you said, take the top top five from qualifying. They're they're fast or they're good at qualifying or had a good setup. Let them, you know, race their way into the to the main just based off of that. And then let everybody behind them do it out in a B main and, and see what happens. That way you're yeah, it's the best of the best starting where they should, I in my opinion. So green flag. Yeah, you're right. This is that, like Brandon said at the start, the, the yellow <laughs> flag, cross flags. I'm I'm kind of slightly cross flag on this one. Green flag for doing that setup, but the the yellow part of it, the black flag part of it, I guess you could say. Uh, was yeah. <laughs> I did everything I, I said I wasn't going to do. Yeah, I promise he the, wasn't. The yeah. last thing he wanted to do was have me beat him in qualifying. I'll yeah, tell you that right yeah, now. Exactly, especially by a... <laughs> Can I, uh, can I interject for 10 seconds? So definitely. when Jordan ran a 17-4 and beat you by a 10, we were looking at it on race monitor on Kyle's phone, Kyle Ray, and he goes, 
should we tell Jake or just leave it be? I was like, it's motivation. Damn right. Tell him. <laughs> That's why I took, I knew I, I knew I qualified like crap. That's why I took my headphone, my headphones off. I took my helmet off and I was kind of sitting out of the car watching because I was so mad at myself for how bad I did. <laughs> I just didn't even want to hear it. So <laughs> yeah. that's the last thing he wants is to hear his brother go. I beat you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's the second time in the car. Hey, we yeah, said exactly. it nicely over the radio. Yeah, I know. <laughs> anyway, sorry uh no it's okay so um the yellow flag part of it it would just the you know taking the top 12 or whatever out of the b main because that would just come down to car count now no 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 top 12 out of both the dash like so so from where you finish obviously you have the top the top five qualifiers right there in the fast dash so yeah. they're the top five set yeah I know. and then the additional six or seven cars from the b main would would all become like one like the top 12 based on where you finished in the b main is what i was getting at yeah well i'm getting at the fact that if you did a <laughs> traditional one where you took only a certain amount of cars out of the b main it oh, would I got depend you. on how many cars show up for the night is what i, I got you really trying to get at okay but that's what i'm saying is like it, it just depends on the night car count stuff like that but i am i do i mean you can you already kind of have it set up that way you just need to literally put in the process of doing what you're talking about so green flag on that plus it would just make it for more interesting racing for the a main is to kind of mix it up a little bit here not saying that right. you know guys like kyle and uh nathan and fast guys don't deserve being on the pole but uh, i think it would be kind of a little more interesting racing and a little more entertainment for the fans especially to kind of mix it up a little bit on that aspect so right. uh i mean i would love to see I mean, Kyle's done it. I mean, shoot, he went to the back last year. I can count how many times he went to the back last year, whether he got spun out, sent there or whatever. And all of a sudden in like five laps, he's like back in second. So fans like seeing that kind of stuff. So mm -hmm. I, I, I'm a green flag on that one, but slightly just on the yellow side, just because of car count. So fair enough. Yeah. All right, Jake. So my green flag, black flag, keeping obviously to our traditional local style racing hey and we all kept it local i know we did. um and i kind of want to answer uh zach stongle's uh question comment here does cns have the choose cone rule uh like top tier series we don't but we have brought we actually brought that up last weekend so it would be cool to have that but uh we do not um but my green flag black flag going on that same thing with the person that sent us some good information to talk about uh brochures and uh programs and not even having to do a full program i mean i have a stack i could probably go pull out oh. in my little man room here from my dad back in the day where she 80s and 90s yeah, yeah the yeah. 80s and 90s especially when it was in dirt i mean you had a program that had a list of every driver they're they're literally their mugshot their car, <laughs> like their name, where they're from, like their sponsors. I mean, a whole thing put yeah. together. So that way people could know who they're looking at, what car is what, you know, who they are. And what their Instagram username what is. their Instagram <laughs> username, their Facebook profile, their, their sponsors, their sponsors, their sponsors, yeah. sponsors all that one. good stuff. So yeah. green flag, black flag. And it sucks just because of inflation and everything going on right now, but would it be more beneficial for the track's sake, for the entertainment 
on the fans portion to bring something like that back, maybe raise prices just a tad, not saying like outrageous, but you know, buck or two here and there just so that they can help fund bringing back the programs. What do you think? George go. Uh, well, green flag. And I think you could, you, you at, as a promoter, oh. you have to initially take that hit. Okay. I, I don't think it's necessarily should go back on to the fans or the drivers or the crews or whoever's paying their way in. Like you raising it a dollar, like they raised it this year already. You know what I mean? Like it just to cover, you know, the, the inflation and stuff like you had talked about, but um, like as a promoter, you kind of take that hit and, and he's in it's just somebody as a business person, just thinking in that kind of mindset, you take that initial hit and then you set your prices. Okay. Well, here's my cost. I'm going to double it. So that way I can earn back what I already spent. And then I can continuously make more on top of it as I do these each and every, and you don't have to do it every week. You know what I mean? You just do a lineup, you, you know, just, a, just who, who's registered already this year. You already know who's registered in the super late models, super stocks, everything exactly. like that. You, launch, you just list every, and you don't even have to put people's name or pictures in it. Like they used to, you know, I love that, that back in the day when they had the picture of the car, I mean, you got Joe star there, you work with him and get the pictures and have somebody put together a program, but you don't have to anybody take your, mugshot i mean i can only imagine what mine would look like it'd look goofier in hell but um but there's ways for you to you to figure that cost out and get it covered but and, and to your point like it would just it, we've talked about this so much on this show just the little things that can be done to make that fan experience even better because when the fans are happy and there's more entertainment for the fans, there's going to be more people in the seats. And when there's more people in the seat, there's more funding for the drivers. And when there's more funding for the drivers, there's more cars on the track. So everybody wins. When there's more cars on the tracks, your entertainment's better. So there's going to be more people coming. You know, it's 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 an, it's, a, it's the circle of life, if you want to call it. <laughs> are we on a Lion King? It's a, theme yeah, it's, a, it's a circle. It's, a circle. it's not a square. It's a, it's a circle. circle. Yeah, it's um, that you know, it's that circle of how how the business model works but you take you you ins you keep taking away those little things and it just becomes watered down and basic and nobody wants to see basic you need nobody to stand out for that nobody got time for that you, you want to stand out you look at all these other tracks across america and what they're doing take little pieces of what they're doing and bring it here because now you're the only track you're the only racetrack in the state of colorado you have an opportunity to really engage with people and and bring people back and here's your opportunity, especially now. So, you know, why not take advantage of that? So, uh, but, you know, these are just all great ideas and great talking points that we keep coming up with. And hopefully, you know, hopefully someday that it'll come to fruition. But anyways, go ahead, Brandon. Uh, yeah, green flag. I don't have, you nailed it spot on. <laughs> don't have much to say. And the other thing I was thinking when you are talking is I remember you know, and not just, you know, racing or racetrack stuff, but like when you get a program like that and if they made it right, you know, that could be something that the little kids or whoever go into the pits afterwards and, oh, there's Jacob Smith. Oh, there's yeah. Jordan Smith. There's Brian Hall. Can you sign next to your name? Find it. Yeah. I was just, you know, and, and I'm not saying you're going to be able to sell it on pristine auction, you know, in 10 years. And you know, it's not like that, but it, it's just something. Mm -hmm. And, and like, you know, that fan that sent us the uh, fan mail said, you know, as a as a person that doesn't come to the racetrack every single weekend and, and know the last names, he or she doesn't know 
who that 51 gam is or that 12 super late model just because they've ran out here forever they don't know and if the announcer doesn't say oh that's bruce yaki or that's kyle clegg they don't know so it'd just be nice you know just like when you go to a high school football game or volleyball game oh that's so and so okay right you know that's who just hit that or scored a touchdown just yeah. playing jane stuff like that little things yeah yeah because little things go a long way like we've mentioned my my bank we're doing a our first company picnic in three years at the race on uh challenge cup night coming up on the 13th of august and i can tell you off the top of my head two people out of my entire company that has been to that racetrack in the last two years everybody else has never been to the racetrack so did they i'm sure they would love to know like you just said uh brandon like oh who's kyle click oh okay that's that guy oh who's nathan gas oh there's that guy you know so they at least can kind of put a face to a name to the car and yeah. that would just make the experience well i will say citywide banks better. better know who you and jordan are and <laughs> yeah. what the cars look like <laughs> hopefully without a program <laughs> um, fingers crossed <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. which one are they again right yeah i can't right yellow one <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, well, that's vibrant uh, red. <laughs> yeah, I do like the uh, diversity of colors. Uh, there's a lot of, especially in that class. Really, I mean, all of them. That's all of them, really. There's some, There's blue. a lot of good-looking race cars out there this mm -hmm. year. I, I must say, I agree. across the board. Mm -hmm. I agree. Across the board. Well, that'll wrap up uh, the green flag, black flag um, segment for this week. So appreciate it, boys, for the good uh, questions. Always get our gears turning uh, internally and get some uh, feedback from the fans. Um, but I think it's a good segue, um, speaking of Citywide Banks and your picnic, about we hear from uh, Jacob Smith and uh, Chuck Smith Jr. about 20 years ago. You spent countless hours in the garage with your dad. Now investing in that old car and working on it with your son reminds you of him, and his legacy lives on. Fund your passion with a low-interest home equity line of credit from Citywide Banks. Where's Chuck keep that old Mustang anyway? In the video? <laughs> I ain't seen it. Well, it's hidden. He hides it from us, man. <laughs> it's in the secret garage. Man. He's Chuck, got he so different back he, then, man. He's got he's got a bat cave, apparently. <laughs> there you go. Uh, but anyway, cool. Well, we're we're gonna get into the uh, CNS weekend recap. Uh, kind of something we were uh, looking forward to, and what I'm hoping that all of our fans listening right now all 27 of you so thank you for yes. listening again um we're waiting for us. so we had the and i i can't believe you made me say this especially right after our uh, <laughs> presenting partner the pueblo Bank. oh i didn't even think night. of that unbelievable that's my fault hey i'll post uh, <laughs> Jim Bugs comment right here i'll get you back on track <laughs> i get one through your bank to buy ed's car yes sir you can let's do it uh, call, i don't call me word, word on the street that i've heard that cart might not be available anymore yeah, it, it it might be already sold but who knows we'll find just, out just saying yeah who bought it i don't know actually could be me just, you never know just hearing just hearing rumors <laughs> but anyway uh yes actually yeah if you want to call me um <laughs> Yeah, we had the PB and T Bank, as they call themselves. Uh, PB and J Bank. PB and J Bank. Yeah, uh, night out. Uh, they had the pro trucks, gams, legends, bandoleros, and the good old trains. Uh, so I will start us off with the 
bandos. So of course they don't qualify. Um, and they don't really post, uh, the full dash, uh, results. They just give us the winners. So, uh, with your dash, Mr. Reagan Frug or Fruji, was it Fruge? They didn't, I don't think they had the bandits. They just had the outlaws this weekend. They did. Well, even if they did, I think they combine them anyway. So really oh. it, it looks like they're all in one class. So, um, but yes, the number five of Mr. Regan Fruge, it's French, uh, was your dash winner. And then on to your feature, we had the, uh, 44E of Emerson Wetzel, Wetzel, uh, finished sixth. The 10, uh, 10 car of Zoe Caps Whitfield finished in fifth. Uh, fourth place, the 95 Jackson Mueller uh, came home there in fourth. Uh, third place was the 61 of Lillian Tuttle. Second was the 08 of Tanner McKim. And then your feature winner was the five car of Regan Fruget. So congratulations to you, bud. Uh, getting the, get the, the broom out yeah get the broom out getting the sweep of the weekend so uh, i apologize apparently it was the bandits only not the outlaws it's confusing oh, yes it is very confusing but either way uh it's always fun to see little kids get out there and race their hearts out and we had i mean although we had the mile high nationals this weekend i do have to say we had a really good crowd saturday yeah. night so yes, absolutely did. shout out to you guys yeah so they've had a couple of races the last this last month where they had a packed house out there watching them so it's that's pretty cool for the kids to uh have a couple of nights where they had a pack house and got it to get out there and uh you know have some fun and and race around so uh to all those bandos whether they're the bandits or the <laughs> outlaws um Good job, all of you. Uh, sounds like it was some good racing. I unfortunately didn't watch it, but it seemed like it was uh, some good racing out there. So congratulations to all the drivers, but especially you, uh, Mr. Regan Fruget. Uh, good Fruget. job this weekend. Sounds like a shampoo. You should patent that. Fruget. Alone. <laughs> <laughs> Something. Mark it uh, yourself. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's kind of like that. I, I actually thought this was real. Years ago, uh, Jimmy Johnson did like a parody uh, commercial about you know those like fancy colognes and they called it burnt rebear <laughs> no joke it's out there uh, i gotta i gotta check this out <laughs> yeah so i think mr fruget should go and uh market burnt rebear cologne <laughs> hey yeah i have a burnt rubber and uh race fuel candle it's pretty pretty sweet and it smells just like it it's awesome. <laughs> wd forte <laughs> oh <my> god <laughs> Uh, but I'm gonna throw this down to uh, all right, Jordan back on track here. Legends here. All right, so uh, yeah, uh, interesting night definitely for the uh, for the legends cards again. Uh, but we'll go through qualifying here real quick, and then we'll get into the uh, into the actual races. So qualifying fifth was Danny Medina, fourth was the 37 of Tanner Scarberry, third was 66 of Kyle Clegg, second was the 50 of Tyler Wiggins. And first was the 21 of Ryan Jones. He's been on a rail lately in that class. Um, then your dash. I know that there was one one caution in the dash. We were um, we were in staging um, right behind this dash, and I just remember it. It was loud, and then all of a sudden it got quiet, and I'm like, I, I don't I don't really know what's <laughs> going on. And then well, it got super hot in the car, and I'm like, oh god, come on, come on, guys. <laughs> Like, let's then all of a sudden, the ambulance comes storming on yeah. the track. So I got on the radio. I was like, here comes the meat wagon. What happened out there? <laughs> yeah. 
but uh, I know that there was one caution in uh, in the dash, but um, your top five finishers for the dash was a 95 of Jesslyn Dyke, uh, the four car of Zach Mullins, the three 34. car, or sorry, 34, 34 of Zach Mullins. Uh, third was the number one car of Ryan Land. Second was the 90 of Jason Groff. And first was the number four of Dylan Foster. So good sweet job. Sweet mustache, by the way, Dylan. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, your fast dash. So coming in fifth was the 50 of Tyler Wiggins. Fourth was 22 of Chris Eggleston. Third was the 15 of Danny Medina. Second was the 21 of Ryan Jones. And coming in first was the 66 of Mr. Kyle Clegg. Then we got into the feature. Um, the first feature, so that was before our race. Uh, I don't, I wasn't a whole lot in this race, really. Um, Jason Groff kind of just sprinted out and never, yeah. He's, back. I mean, he he had a four. Oh, yeah, he it says here he had a four second lead by the end of the end of the he's race, moving. So he was he was flying. So coming in fifth was the number one of Ryan Land, uh, fourth was the 33 of Dylan Kellogg. Great job. Absolutely. Uh, third was the 34 of Zach Mullins. Second was the 38 of Garrett Wilson. And coming in first was the 90 of Jason Groff. Can I interject real quick before you go to the fast feature? Yes, please. It's pretty nice. It's awesome, actually. Jason Groff got the win because we saw him Friday. Yes. And he was practicing his truck. And all of a sudden, he comes off the track. And as soon as he literally started coming down pit lane, you just see him smoke on the tires and it literally the right rear was locked up and it was not moving. So you're just like, Oh, that's not good. And he only did like five laps. So we obviously walked over there cause they asked us to help load it. And we we're like, what happened? And they just literally put in a quick change rear end and something happened where the right at right rear axle just locked up and it was not moving. So then we were asked, Hey, well, are you going to, you know, run the legends tomorrow? And he's like, Oh, I don't know. We haven't got it done yet. We haven't even worked on it. You know, who knows? We might even show up tomorrow. So kudos to him yeah. and his dad to true. have a right rear yeah. on the truck that you just spent three days putting in, uh, lock up, and then, you know, get the legend car ready in one night to get out and go out and win the feature. Damn, yeah. that's a pretty good job. So, yeah, good good yeah. job. <laughs> so shout out shout out to him for sure. And yeah, his dad. Someone was pulling the, or burning the midnight oil on Friday yes, night. Sir. That's because sure. you just pissed at what happened with the truck. He's like, <laughs> yeah. you know what? Screw it. I'm going to burn the rubber it. off this legend car. Yeah. yeah. No kidding. <laughs> exactly. But um, all right. Getting into the fast feature. So, the, yeah, this is the one where, um, unfortunately, one of our competitors uh, took a tumble. And it was on, I think it was lap four or five something like that because yeah on like lap two or three something like that um a couple guys got tangled up or girl i'm not sure who it was um got tangled up in the rear they had a caution um they got bound back together and went green flagged i think they made another lap and a maybe two laps i think and then going into going into turn three off the off the back stretch you had Tanner Scarberry was on the inside, and then you had was it um, Chris Sakali? Sakali was on the outside of him, and then you had the 15 car of Medina. I mean, he got a great run coming off a of two. Was up on the outside, dove down, made it three wide. He ended up clearing him going into three, and then you see Chris Eggleston in the 22. He was on the outside lane, 
And he he just he saw the lane open just like Medina, and he cut down to the bottom of track and followed him. And then they're in three at that point. And then as soon as they hit turn four, he was he was down at the very bottom. And then, you know, I mean, just just barely up a half a groove was the 37. And then Sekali was on their outside. And, you know, just just from the slicing and dicing that these cars are known to do, you know, guys just picking lanes and going and and you know, the margin for error in those cars, like we talked about, are just so small because you can go from second to seventh in one corner just by making a small error in those cars. So guys are pushing their limits as much as they can to get to the front and try to stay there as much as possible. So went into turn four and you could see Scarberry move up just a hair. Well, there was just no more room and he hits say Cali and jumped the tire right front hit into the asphalt and then the next thing you know he's just barrel rolling and i i ended up watching i watched multiple different videos of this because you know after i had heard about what had happened uh because i i obviously didn't see it but after i'd heard what happened i wanted to just see it from every angle possible and man that was that was one of the worst tumbles i've ever seen at that track like honestly that was just say um uh incredible that you he that tanner was able to get out of that car and not have anything majorly wrong with him kind of like the one that we had before this already yeah Yeah, where tuttle went head first into the wall i mean but you know it's again safety is this yeah one thing you spend on the most so good good that he had good safety equipment yeah i mean it it's you know, and, and everybody is going to sit there and have their opinions about whose fault it is. You know, it's what not I mean? why we're here. And, yeah, that's not why we're here. I mean, I'm not going to point fingers on whose fault it was. Again, it, what ultimately what it comes down to is, again, those those cars are so close together in spec wise and everything that guys are looking to gain every inch they possibly can. And with that tight. And with that type of racing, this is this is kind of like what you get with it. You know what I mean? In a in a gam, in a in a late model, even a super stock, super late model, if you blow a corner, you can make that up probably you either in one lap or in a lap and a half. Like you mm-hmm. can gain that mistake back up. These cars you can't. I mean, you 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 fall back that far, it's gonna take you four, five, six, seven laps to gain that position that you lost back up. So it, it's it's a product of just extremely hard hard racing. Um, I'm just super happy that, you know, cause not, it wasn't just Tanner that, um, was a yeah, part of that wreck. Like there was like six you know, cars, six, yeah, there was like seven or eight cars that were a part of that wreck. So I'm glad that everybody was un- involved. That was, was all right. Um, everybody was able to walk away, you know, mm-hmm. it's just like everybody saying it's part of racing. It's gonna, it's gonna definitely happen, you know, to sit there and everybody's gonna point fingers back and forth, but you know, it, it's. It, 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 it happens. It happens sometimes. It's scary as hell, but I'm just glad that everybody's absolutely cars can be replaced. Away. You yeah. know, cars can be replaced. Tanner, you cannot for, for, for yes. Tanner. You, you can't be replaced, bro. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, we're just glad that you're still here and you're still mm-hmm. kicking and you're going to be, you're going to be all right. So, but anyways, after that, it was a pretty good race overall. Yeah. Um, I mean, a lot of like, again, a lot of hard battles going on and, um, so your top five finishers for that race were the number 16 car, Travis Rowe, coming in fifth. Uh, fourth was the 15 of Danny Medina. 
Uh, third was the 66 of Kyle Clay. Good to see you getting back up there because I know you were a part of that that initial wreck there mm -hmm. early on in the race. So, and you just put that car back together. So, uh, second was the 22 of Chris Eggleston. And then coming in first, like I said, this man has been putting on a putting on a show this year in that car, coming in and just being consistency. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's consistently getting better and better, and you can see it each and every week. The number 21 car, Ryan Jones. Um, yeah, can you believe that's his? Uh, I believe it's his first win, feature win at CNS. Mm -hmm. Isn't that wild? Yeah, it's crazy. Like, how many times is that? That that struck me when I heard that. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, and you could see the raw emotion that he had in the interview after the race was over. He could, he was just the excitement and everything else. Uh, so just really happy for him. Um, really, really well deserved for how he's been running this year. I mean, he's had some bad luck, and then being able to uh, to finally get that that feature yeah. win and have it all come together. When it was, it was, it was cool because uh, you know with about five to go you could really tell that chris eggleston was catching him and all i could think about i was standing up on the fence by myself watching it and i just heard the jaws theme music in my in my ears yeah and he was catching him a couple times a lap and you know if they would have had two more to go it would have been interesting to see you know how yeah. that would have would have played out but it was yeah. it was close and that that's the kind of racing you see where you know someone's not just out there by 15 seconds and just runs away with it right someone's, you know, catching them or whatnot, but yeah, yeah really good job to, you don't see that too often in the legends cars where no. somebody is out front freaking by even yeah. six car lengths. That, yeah, that right. just won't happen. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, to see somebody like him just inch and inch and inch and get better and better and better and finally get three, that pinnacle. It's just like, you know, you, you root for guys like that, you know, that, you know, they're working hard and the team's working hard and they finally get that, get yeah. that win. It's just like, that's, mm -hmm. that's awesome. You love to see yeah. that. It sucks that all that chaos had happened right. so early in the race because that turned out to be a hell of a race, and I'm sure it would have even been better if all those cars would have been able to be up there. But yeah. well, and like there was a you know there was talk before the race was started in the drivers' meeting about trying you know they had 32 out there, and there was talk about putting them all together. But mm -hmm. I'm glad that they separated them. I think sure. it was it was worth it. You yeah. know, it put on a good show. I do have to say, uh, Kyle Clegg on one of the videos. Uh, had mentioned this. How did Scotty Scott make it through that wreck? I mean, <laughs> it, it was like literally happening right the in front of him. All of a sudden, you just see him just like there's a hole. It was like in football. It's like you just see in there and there's a hole. Boom, you go. And it's like, he, how yeah. did you make that through, make through there? That's I don't know how any of those cars that were in five car lengths of that made it through. Yeah. But yeah, but pucker wince, turn left and go. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> oh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I can only imagine, you know, the heart rate oh. monitor have on some one of these yeah. guys after that was oh, all yeah. said and done. 150 down to like 100. Okay. Whew, right. Yeah, exactly. Brian Sanders, Days of Thunder. Check, exactly. Check yeah. yourself. Okay, I'm alive. <laughs> Pick a line and drive through it. <laughs> Better go, go high, Scotty. <laughs> All right, Brandon, what do you got? Uh, yeah, congratulations to, to Mr. Ryan Jones there. But yeah, we'll move into the uh, Grand America Modified. Uh, had a pretty good turnout. What was it 12, 14? 17. 17. Oh, I'm way off. Never mind me. I was too busy. Uh, 17 cars. Yeah. Fixing sheet metal and changing tires. Don't mind me. <laughs> uh, so for qualifying, um, fifth place, 17 of Holly Clark. Really good effort for that young lady. Um, actually got a t-shirt too. So appreciate that. Really? Uh, fourth place was the 51 of Kyle Clegg. 
third was the 13 of Darren Clark. So good to see him at least halfway figure out some of those issues he's been having to get a, a, a good starting spot anyway for the, for the night. Um, Scotty Scott in the number six car uh, qualified second and your pole sitter for the night was the number 24 of Mr. Nathan Gasser. So uh, really good job there. I know Kyle Shusho, like I told you at the track, you had nothing to do with that. So don't even pretend like that was anything you're doing. <laughs> Just kidding, of course. Um, then we'll move into the uh, dash. So uh, the gentleman to my left, your right. Uh, I believe you started on the pole for that one, didn't you? Third. Third. Yeah. Close enough. That's why I, said I had too much going on in my head. Uh, but anyways, uh, it was a really good race. Um, it almost had that like feature-esque feel because everyone's going. Uh, but uh, Slim Sideways Jim uh, Douglas uh, finished fifth in that one. The 22 of uh, Travis Rudolph in that orange and black number 22 finished fourth. Dale Geist uh, finished third. Uh, the 37 of Landon Burney uh, finished second. And the aforementioned uh, Mr. Jacob Smith in the 89 was your uh, dash winner for the night um, and kind of set sails there at the end. And we were just coaching him up, saying, don't look behind you, just go, go, go. And mm -hmm. he brought it home. So um i I've, yeah i will say i'm kind of pissed that at least we man should have one bottle of water for you for the dash <laughs> and just I, yeah i i, <laughs> I, I almost <laughs> i almost i almost was trying to ask him where's my water but the motor was going and he looked like yeah. he was just in a hurry to give me the train <laughs> and, and walk away yeah. and i was like he's, oh, he's got a job to do <laughs> yeah exactly right. uh then we'll move on to uh the fast dash uh fifth place was the number nine of cj wilson he had a pretty good hot route all night uh scotty scott finished fourth in the number six nathan gasser your pole sitter uh in the 24 finished third darren clark again had that thing tuned up finished second in the number 13 car in your fast dash and uh, Kyle Clegg in the 51 took home your fast dash, went up to him after that and said, save some trophies for the rest of the guys out here. Cause that was his second hardware collected throughout the night between the legends and the games. I, I went up to him after the race and, and I, he was kind of talking with his kids and I just went up there and I grabbed the trophy. I was like, you don't need this. You got a hundred of these <laughs> in your garage. Like, yeah. Give me that thing. <laughs> yeah. And I told him too, I was like, I go out there, I do everything I can to try and gain those three points back on you, and then you just go out there and take them right back. <laughs> right. Well, he, he probably uh, just puts them down in Connor's room, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'll trade you for a die cast is probably what that <laughs> transaction is about. Hopefully I didn't just get you in trouble. Anyway, uh, to the feature. Uh, it was pretty, really, I guess, quiet, which is good. A couple spin outs, which uh, yeah, to the CNS – yeah, to the CNS staff, thank you. Uh, that was really good officiating to not just throw it right away when it necessarily didn't need to. Um, most of the times they're on the back stretch, um, kind of in the in the middle there between the two dirt mounds. And I believe it was the 09 a couple times, uh, got it fired up and got it righted again. So um, hats off to the CNS officiating staff for not just putting the yellow out right away because as we know, cautions breed cautions and bad things tend to happen sometimes. So uh, just wanted to point that out from being up there in the, the spotter stand. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, uh, Jord had some issues there. Uh, car was, you could tell he was coming, um, had a lot of speed in the car, but, uh, yeah, we were, a, we got better as the night went on. It was a little tight in practice. 
And then in the, so we loosened it up a lot just to see what it would do in the heat race. And it was, it was too loose. I could, I was just like, I, I backed way out of it. it at that like point. I, was like, this whole, yeah. I, I don't know how he does it. Cause and I told him <laughs> that after the race was like, I don't know how my car was down near sideways coming off the corner there in the heat race. And I don't know how you do that regularly, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, the car, the car finally felt really good in the main. And then, um, yeah, just after that second, the second caution where Forrest Smith and Charlie got into it. And, and I will say this, I had a bird's eye view because I know that Nathan Gasser and John Seeley switched cars. Very and confusing, by the way. It, it, well, and then everybody kind of told me, well, they switched, so they had to start behind me. And the 66 car ended up, uh, Nathan got on my inside and, and was just in front of me when that wreck happened. And I just saw the 66 spinning and I'm thinking in the instantly back of my mind, like, no, not John's car. Like, <laughs> no. Well, and he even said, he's like, I slowed down and like, I was instantly like, I yeah. see sparks. What's going on? What's dragging? <laughs> exactly. So, but uh, yeah, we ended up losing the pin in the rear axle and, uh, and that was the end of my night. So pulled off just. To- That's a play though, to pull off. Cause that could have been catastrophic for not just you, but I'm a just, lot of people. Well, and that's it. Like, I don't want to put any, uh, anybody in danger. You know, I, I, at that point I had the 24 car behind me. I had the 09 behind me. Like I, last thing I want to do is take the green flag, hit the throttle goes up to 8,000 for one, blow the motor two, get run over. Like that's just yeah. stupidity. You just got to be smart in those instances. And, mm-hmm. um, cause it would come in and out like it would do it once and then it would be fine. And then it'd do it again and it'd be fine. I'm like, eh, something ain't right. So, yeah. uh, safe and sorry. So yeah. So my night was over with after that, but I got to at least watch it from the stands after that was yeah. all said and done. And I will say two things here. Uh, one, it was, uh, awesome to be up in the spotter stand. We had Chuck spotting for Jake, Kyle Ray spotting for Jordan. And then, uh, again, shout out to Frank's radio service. Cause I had, one of them super fancy radios that I could hear and talk to both of them whenever I wanted. So I was going back forth, going back forth. Uh, <laughs> pretty sweet uh, to get kind of insight view on, on more than just one car out there. I could, I could hear Ray if I wanted to, I could talk back, but I knew better. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so that was, uh, that was pretty cool. But um, uh, so Jake was running um, pretty good race. Um, kind of got brushed up against the wall a little bit um, unintentionally uh, kind of, you, he definitely had some speed. Uh, you could tell he was coming to the front. Definitely. Um, not sure if he had anything for Kyle Clegg, uh, there, but definitely had a, a top two, top three car in my opinion, until, uh, the toe got kind of knocked out of it. Um, but regardless, really good race. Uh, like we mentioned in the listener, uh, fan shout out, uh, Kyle Clegg was out front set sails and then whatever happened with the steering super scary to watch. I watched that whole thing just yeah. going to turn three. It looked like his right front went flat. So I, you know, get on the radio and, and tell everybody um, about that and then look like he gathered it up. And then all of a sudden just boom into the wall right front. And I was like, oh, and yeah, that was glad you're OK, too, because I was yeah. I'm sure that didn't feel too good on the I teeth. Was, the car spine, was, so. yeah. I saw the roof. Well, I <laughs> hit that wall. I saw the roof. And being so, on the yeah. track, I was coming through apex into four, and it was like that's right when he hit it, and it was like he was taking a skateboard trying to like grind down the mm-hmm. side of the wall. It was yeah. like, holy yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you almost said two cuss words at the same time. <laughs> I know the shifa. <laughs> oh, but anyway, uh, Jake held on. Um, he was battling uh, Bernie there at the end pretty hard. Um, to hold on to that fifth place position. And, and as I'll say in a minute, points certainly mattered. Um, that 
Saturday night. So uh, Jake Smith and the 89 game finished fifth. 59 of Charlie Wilson uh, finished fourth. So good run for him. Good to see him uh, back so, up there. Yeah, absolutely. The 17 of Hollywood, Holly Clark, another uh, good run for her, uh, finished third in that 17 car. And then uh, the Wilson error just continued. I said the nine to CJ had a hot rod all night, um, battled up there at the front the whole night, didn't really ever fall back or anything. So uh, good job to CJ. He finished second. And then, uh, like I said, the the bad, bad luck happened to Kyle Clegg and, Scotty Scott was just kind of riding around there in second, um, hanging out, and then that happened, and he got out front and didn't look back. So your uh, feature winner for the games on Saturday night was the number six of Scotty Scott. So good job to you, Mr. Scott, and uh, always love that car, beautiful car, um, and you're a hell of a driver. So good job there, and uh, yeah, we'll uh, I won't ruin the surprise yet, but we'll talk about points uh, here in a bit. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it was a good night, and. Uh... Good to have some people that haven't been out there in a long time uh, back at the track. Uh, just to kind of talk about that for a second. Uh, 22, of Tra uh, Travis Rudolph. So a little bit of backstory on him. We actually, when Jordan and I were running IMI road course go-karts, we actually bought Travis's 100cc Yamaha. So mm -hmm. we actually kind of know Travis a little bit. So it was kind of glad to see him back out there because he made the last race uh at the end of the season last year and had some issues with the car so uh glad to see he got those fixed and had the time to come out and uh get out there and battle a little bit and he, he did was very impressive yeah the car is louder than all hell <laughs> i'll tell you that because uh like kyle clegg said a little bit ago on the or maybe it was jim doug we couldn't line up for the life of us for some reason uh in the mods and uh he ended up having i think it was sixth he was sitting beside me he comes pulling up and revs the motor real quick to clear the <laughs> carburetor and i was like whoa what the hell was that and it was him so are those the other cars yeah, <laughs> yeah. the other car yeah. uh but yeah it's good to see him uh obviously little sis holly clark back out there after her little tour around uh california uh get back in out there so uh yeah i had a couple good car counts and Hopefully we'll get some more cars back out. I know there's about five or six that we're still missing. Um, hopefully Darren, I know he ended up pulling off uh, toward the end of the feature um, with some more issues. So hopefully they can get that fixed. And then, uh, yeah, like Brandon said, we had Kyle Ray, the old Kyle Ray. Yeah, we, we dusted him off and brought him out of the... <laughs> he's still uh, alive. Yeah, he's still alive. So uh, hopefully that kind of gave him a little bit of... Um, oh, you could tell. Yeah, the, the juice is flowing again because I know he still has all his equipment. So hopefully the juices start flowing and get him back out there. So that'd be great to yeah. get some more cars out there. But anyway, moving on. Uh, pro trucks, uh, kind of, it was a good night for the pro trucks, I feel yeah. like. We had no cars. Good racing. Yeah, we had no trucks, excuse me, pull off, uh, you know, on the. Well, we had one, Brian Yank, <laughs> tire, but. Well, yeah, but anyway. no, nobody except for the push truck came off on. <laughs> <laughs> on a tow truck on a tow truck yeah so scott kind of you got bad. some explaining yeah scott i don't know what's what you guys are making when the tack reads nine thousand rpm that's bad <laughs> that's let <not> off bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's not good when like two or three weeks in a row a push truck gets towed off the uh, track that's not good uh, <laughs> but anyway uh for qualifying uh going over the top five here in fifth uh the 33 of tyler davis seventh uh or fourth the seven of adam dynas third Got place it. 
Yeah, got it. Third place, the guy J Brandon's wearing his hat for, uh, Mr. Uh, Curtis Heldon Brandon, the nine. Second was uh, 22 of Brian Yaki and your pole sitter. Uh, quick time was the 82 of Michael Scott. So moving on into the dash. Uh, top five here was the 08 of Crystal Falkingham, who uh, Brian Scott was also uh, helping. I guess I shouldn't say Sanders. exactly. Yeah, no, I don't know. But, you know, there's like, he can't say it technically. So like he oh. was there, but helping. But No, you meant Brian Sanders. What did I say, Lawrence? Ryan Scott. Scott? Oh, Scott, <laughs> Sanders, Lawrence, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Sanders. Um, anyway, the fourth place was the 88 of Paul Himmler. Uh, third place. Pleasure meeting him this weekend as well. Yeah, exactly. Yes. It was awesome him to come up and talk to us about the podcast. So hopefully you're watching, sir. And uh, good job to you this weekend. Came fourth in the dash. Uh, third place, 71 of Timothy Duval. Second place, the 5W of Mr. Troy Woodar. And uh, your dash winner was the 50 of Tyler Wiggins. So good job to you, sir. Um, moving on into the fast dash, uh, coming home in fifth was the 85 of Jeff Walbaum. Fourth place was the 33 of Tyler Davis. Third place, your quick time, 82 of Michael Scott. Uh, <laughs> second place, the nine car of Curtis Heldenbrand. And your fast dash winner was the 22 of Mr. Brian Yaki. Setting up for a nice little uh, feature in the trucks, which I think, besides Brian or uh, Mr. Yaki coming off the track for a flat tire, I think they only had one caution, right? I, I don't uh, think they had a whole lot of caution. Two, 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 two. So that's pretty good the, for the trucks. Yeah, they got real racy there about mid pack. Um, Tyler, Tyler Wiggins and, and a couple of the other guys, they were, there was like a four group of four of them and they were diving and uh, it dive, was getting dodged. Duck, and dive. It, it was some good racing to watch. That's the four for sure. D's of racing. Yeah. No, not that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So your feature coming home in fifth, uh, the seven car of Adam Dynas, uh, fourth place, uh, 85 of Jeff Walbaum. Uh, third place, the 33 of Tyler Davis. Second place, the nine car of Mr. Curtis Heldenbrand. And your feature winner, the 82 of Mr. Michael Scott. So uh, he was, he he was, was flying. flying. Yeah, yeah, he was so fast, especially after that last caution. He he got a he finally got up towards the front. And I mean, there was no stopping him. I mean, Curtis Heldenbrand did it, did a hell of a job trying to, you know, keep up with him and you could tell him he'd catch him a little bit and then but there was there was nobody that was going to be able to pass that truck I, I i he was coming after um he got by curtis there before yaki blew a tire and just little by little he was he was catching him because I, I, I at the first part of it i mean yaki got way out front and i didn't think the, i was like man this is over and then the 82 car finally got around the nine and i didn't even notice it and then all of a sudden he was just on a rail you're like mm -hmm. e whoop it, it's going to be a good one. <laughs> Here you go. And, you go. and I would have loved to seen that. Honestly, those two trucks battle it out there at the end. Cause I think it would have been a hell of a finish yeah. um, between those two. But once they definitely the, could have went side by side for several laps and been one of right. those uh, side by side coming to the flag, who's right. going to win kind of thing. So it, it was setting up to be that way for sure. And then, and then unfortunately the 22 truck lost tire and damn it. Who's yeah. yeah, no shit. <laughs> debris in turn four yellow flag yeah. 
get that ghost caution out there. Yeah, let's not. Okay. <laughs> no, we're gonna boy. get more angry face emojis. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, but uh, it was a good feature for uh, all around for all the classes, uh, especially the trucks. Uh, it's always good to see them out there. Like we said, we're we're very uh, high on the trucks. We we like those trucks, so definitely like to see some more come out there. Do what? Do we know what the truck count was for the trucks? Uh, I didn't. I did not get I a total about, count. I, I think they had you. fourteen or so. Uno I, I'm not 100 percent on that. Let me uh, let me just check okay. check old good uh, race monitor. Let's see who Looks can like do it first. Thirteen of them. 13? Yeah, thirteen okay. of them. Yeah, so not bad. But uh, I feel like there's probably a couple trucks that weren't out there that uh, definitely could be out there. But um, yeah, overall, Mark great race. Going. Man, hey, hey. Flagman, and he knows what's he going on. He should. He's up there counting them every race. So, <laughs> right, sure they're all in the right spot. True. Yeah. Hey, and, and speaking of that, I know we still got uh, George going to run down the trains for us. But shout out to Mark and and Scott and all the officials because, like we talked about, all the crazy wrecks that we saw. Those guys got to those cars lickety split. So we talked about this a couple episodes ago about people bitching and griping about how fast, you know, and it's more at a national level, but how fast the safety crews get there. Well, if there's replays to be watched, everybody in America, go watch that and then shut oh, your mouth because especially, they, I don't know how many flag guys get out of the flag stand exactly. and sprint down the front straightaway as fast as uh we man did. He, yep. he was flying down that front straightaway, get to Tanner. So good job to you, sir. You're in yeah. definite shape. Good shape. Yeah. And not just for the train race. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's, it is pretty funny watching old Marky oh. get out of the way after he throws that. <laughs> but yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we need to, was... we, we forgot to bring the GoPro mount for him. <laughs> yeah. Strap a GoPro. We, we do need to do that. Mark, yeah. I'm going to give you one of my other, my little square. I have GoPros a ton of them. And I want to get that view of you in front of the trains, giving that mm -hmm. green flag. Cause it's yeah. Because that's good entertainment. When they started counting down. He was like all the way in the back. Yeah. He was like, "Oh shoot!" <laughs> and then, like, as soon as they said one, he's like waving the flag, running yeah. around a car still. I was just oh, waiting man. for the oh. Superman dive. Yeah, I was gonna get say one of these times he's gonna have to do a Dukes of Hazard off the cross the hood of one of them to get over there. Oh, that awesome. would be the greatest thing ever. Oh. Uh, but anyway, speaking of the trains, uh, George, right. go ahead. Yeah, your trains. Uh, it was a pretty good train race. Um, it wasn't. It, I mean, other oh, guy funny. losing a left rear tire. Well, well, in the, the in the middle car. Yeah, I yeah. forget which which train that was that lost the left lost the tire, and it was funny. It went up over, and you saw Joe start running out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> it was coming right for him. So I said, "Action, action!" Read all about it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was coming right for him. But uh, but yeah, it was a pretty good train race. There was no crazy wrecks. There was a couple close calls, um, but you know, it's it's. I love seeing the trains and every fan that I was given an autograph to, I asked them the question. I was like, so what was your favorite race tonight? And, trains. And everybody and their mother, the trains, everybody loves those crazy trains, you know? So I, I'd love to see it to where we can get some more out there and, and really have some, some madness going on. But, um, I do have to say, I wonder if they were actually listening to our podcast one time, at least because they actually did have, uh, and I don't know if they do this every time. Cause I don't, I guess I, 
we don't race with the trains all that much, but they actually had a song coming on when the trains were coming out. So it was kind of nice to see that for once. Maybe, maybe oh. they listen. I don't know. We'll have to well, see, find out. Yeah, I'll be damned. So once Slowly but surely. It, yeah, once they start doing <laughs> so it, you're saying class, there's a chance. <laughs> but anyway. uh, yeah, it, it was pretty good. The the 151 crazy train ended up taking home the win, and he got out front, and and they just well, I should say the team. The team got out front and they just never looked back. Um, the Brinkman did his job. He didn't touch him. He didn't touch him. <laughs> they were full, full bore around that place. So uh, coming in fifth was the 01 of Dukes of Hazard. The fourth was the three of Anger Management. Uh, third was the 86 last call. Jared Second was, was the. Too. Yeah, he, he was. You could, he was hustling. He was trying. Yeah. Uh, two, uh, second was the two, two failure to yield. <laughs> and then number coming in first was the one one fifty one crazy train. So yeah, good good to see them uh, take home that win. Yeah, that, it's always a good nightcap. That number that this. number two train that's a little hard to pronounce, isn't it? When you're reading it, you're like two <laughs> failure to you. The two coming in second place, the two Gosh, failure to you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> always always get us uh, curveballs here in the yep. results. Exactly. Yeah. Um, excellent night. Other than the aforementioned kind of freak accidents that we saw really good, um, night of racing at CNS hats off to again, the officials, everybody that, that got the cars there, the fans, Holy crap. I even told Chuck up in the spotter center. I said, there's a lot of people here tonight from, mm -hmm. you know, North to South all the way to the beer garden mm -hmm. fans were, and you know, after the race too, Holy Moses, there were yeah, there was, waves yeah. of people. So mm -hmm. awesome went through all see. my autograph cards. I have none left now. Man, I, boy. I well, I'll give you some uh, 3H legend ones to hand out because we got I, a thousand left of those. So. I ended up taking some of Jake's and I was just yeah. signing it as if we were my his brother. Yeah. yeah, I had a couple of kids come up with my card and it's already signed. I'm like, I didn't sign that. I'm like, oh, it was him. Then they took all my dang it. Nora, so at that point, I was Frisbees? signing candy bars as I was handing those out, hey. you know. <laughs> And then we were handing out frisbees from our frisbees. sponsor, and uh, my niece Nora comes over. Uh, Daddy ran out of frisbees. Uncle Bob, we're taking yours. I'm like, I want to <laughs> give out some frisbees too. Yeah, uh, there you go. <laughs> uh, that was funny. That was fun. All right. Um, so this weekend again, obviously uh, the games aren't racing, and um, yeah. But if you're not doing anything, um, why not go out to the racetrack, support your local drivers, your track? Every little bit helps. Uh, to make it better we're trying to make it better uh, just by talking about it each and every single tuesday but regardless it is the elite diesel service figure eight freak out and that's a hell of a name um so you have the super late models the super stocks the is it the sport mods super no super super, mods. super, super mods. sorry uh super mods which that's their second time out this year i believe uh, uh, I think so. Actually. Yes, I yeah. believe so. They had the king of the wings, so yeah, yeah. that's the second one. Second time out for uh, those awesome cars. And then, of course, the figure eights who are obviously sponsored by Elite Diesel Service. Um, you can catch the Wall Brothers in action. You can guarantee you that one's going to be a dogfight. I uh, love watching those three battle it out. And, you know, you have Isaac Martinez getting up in the in the mix now and all those people. So, uh, mm -hmm. and uh, wonder, speaking of figure eights. I was just saying, wonder. I wonder if since it's the sponsored figure eight race, I wonder if they'll they'll put them last. Make them the make them the feature, the feature of the night. We'll that'd be, that'd be yeah. awesome. We'll have to see uh, when they come out with the schedule, like Friday at seven o'clock at night. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> just kidding. Yeah. 
And I will say, uh, speaking of figure eights, uh, Harry Livermore, when I was uh, putting up the, the Revenue's iRacing um, league race last night, I actually saw him on iRacing. I had no idea he had a, uh, an account. So um, pretty cool to see um, figure eight, other figure eight drivers on there too. So uh, shout out to him. Yeah. Yes. If you are not doing anything Saturday, come out to the track. Uh, it's a hell of a time. Get you a, a Michael and tried a corn dog for the first time and absolutely loved it at CNS. So whoever's Ooh. cooking them bad boys, there you go. Um, <laughs> this was her first time ever having a corn dog. No, not ever, but just, oh, I was going to say, she, oh, what? yeah, no, I think she, okay. she likes okay. to try all the food, uh, at okay. the track. Um, there's some good things. There's some bad things. Um, obviously the beer is great. Always, oh, always. nice and cold. Mm -hmm. Uh, but yeah, the corn dogs are good at CNS apparently. So now, you know, mm -hmm. um, but, uh, <laughs> see, there she is. Uh, yeah. So if you're not doing anything, come out, support your local drivers, cruise, uh, buy you some t-shirts, hats, get you some autographs. Um, and I'll shut up about that and we'll get into the CNS points, um, update from the classes that ran this last Saturday. Uh, and I will lead us off with the Bandolero Bandits. So uh, we'll do the top five. Uh, in fifth place, the 12 of Aspen Lang. She uh, has 64 points. In fourth place, the 08 of Tanner McKim has 67 points. Third place, the 61 of Lillian Tuttle has 84 points. Second uh, is the 68 of Wyatt Dent. Uh, he has 87 points. And uh, your uh, Suave winner from this last uh, weekend, the number five of Regan or Reagan Fruget has 104 points. So out to a pretty comfortable lead there in the Bandolero Bandits. So uh, well done there. Keep it up. I'll move into the Outlaws there. Uh, fourth place, uh, the 16 of Emily Phelps has 107 points. Third place, the 00 of Jacob Johnson has 117 points. Second place is the 21 of Madeline Lang. Uh, she has 152 points. And to no one's uh, surprise leading the points as of uh, this last weekend, the 33 of Dylan Kellogg. He has 172 points. So, again, pretty comfortable uh, lead there in the Bandolero Outlaw class. And I will uh, throw it to George for a Legends Point update. All righty. Well, we'll do the top five here. So, um, sitting fifth right now with 164 points is the 50 of Tyler Wiggins. Uh, fourth is the 66 of Kyle Clegg with 178. Uh, third is the 22 of Chris Eggleston with the 186. Second right now is the 21 of Ryan Jones with 187. And then your points leader, because he's won so many darn races so far this season, <laughs> uh, is the 15 of Danny Medina with 197. So there's a 10-point differential right now between first and second. Um, I, I think this one will go down to the wire, honestly. I mm -hmm. think it'll, mm -hmm. um, especially the way things are going between the top i mean really the top five guys there um between wiggins kyle clegg eggleson jones and medina i mean it's a toss-up really any any given night between one of the at least top four of who's who could potentially win and and given you know some of these other you know tanner in there and and daryl stewart and i mean really any one of those guys could win and mm -hmm. and it just puts a wrench in the point standings you know it could really be interesting coming down to the wire here so there's your uh there's your update for as we sit right now um with a handful of races left for the legends cars so mm -hmm. well and like uh mr clegg said earlier in the podcast especially when they do the uh 5, to win race it's gonna be mm. get your popcorn yep exactly so <laughs> it's gonna be a not only a good race for battling out for five grand but uh coming down to Points. the last 
couple of races for points. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be uh, interesting and exciting. Definitely. So, all right. Well, yes. Uh, on to the GAMS uh, points. So, um, right now, as we sit, uh, we have in fifth place the six of Scotty Scott with 150. Uh, fourth place is the two of Mr. Sidewiz Jim Douglas with 169. Third place, the 51 of Mr. Kyle Clegg, also tied with at 169. Uh, second place, the 24 Nathan Gasser with 171. And don't want to brag or anything, but moi, the 89 Jacob Smith, uh, is your points leader. As round of applause, player. round of applause. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, with 184. So uh, I'm glad. I'm happy and excited. I'm humbled. But as we kind of see with this weekend, uh, anything can happen where you can be in the points lead, be in the lead, and all of a sudden something happens where you have a bad night and you end up finishing, you know, 11th, 12th, 13th place. And there just goes all of that work that you just had during the whole year. So, uh, I feel for you, Kyle. That's that's not the way I want to take over the points lead, but um, you know I'm happy where we're at right now. But uh, definitely, I know you're going to be making it hard for yeah. us the rest of the year to try and get that points lead back. So everybody in the games, really, yeah, everybody, yeah. We ain't got no friends. Yeah, I know Nathan, <laughs> sideways Jim. I mean, you know, it especially for heat races. I mean, getting those three points they add up toward the end of the year. So, yeah. um, you know, it's going to be. I, I mean, anybody in the top five right now could. It could swing either way. So I definitely know that everybody's going to make it tough the rest of the year. So staying consistent is going to be key. What do we got? Four, um, four to go now? So four nights, five technically races because the last night's a double feature uh, special. So uh, a lot of points still to get, but also a lot of points to lose. So uh, hopefully we can keep some consistent runs here and um, have some good battles. I, I, I honestly think the GAM class, like everybody was saying earlier, is is growing. And if we have a lot of good cars. So uh, this point standing isn't uh, kind of a foreshadow of what the rest of the year is going to look like. It could change any weekend. So I'm excited what's going to happen the rest of the year and glad to be a part of it. So Brando, take over yeah. from the trucks. To finish first, first you, first must, you finish. must finish. There you go. So um, I will say uh, while we're going through the uh, points update, nobody leave. Um, I keep seeing the viewers go up and down. We have a special guest announcement and we purposely put it at the end. So you get to listen to us yap for an hour and 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. So don't go anywhere. But uh, yeah, the Pro exactly. Trucks points uh, update as of this last weekend. Fifth place, the 50 of Tyler Iceman Wiggins, 158 points. Fourth place, 85 of Jeff Walbaum uh, with 159 points. Third uh, in the standings currently right now is the nine of Curtis Hildenbrand with 184 points. And no, he didn't pay me to wear this hat. Uh, second place is the 22 of Brian Yaki with 193 points and first place currently in the pro truck division, the number seven of Adam Dynas and that bright ass yellow truck with 196 points. So a three point lead between first and second. So you can better believe there's going to be uh, some hard racing in that division all the way down to the wire. So definitely um, very, very tight. So the, the first fact that the seven car has 196 points, like yeah. that's some consistency right yeah. there. Dang. Getting it done. Yes, sir. Now I'll pass to, to George for the trains. All right. So for the uh, train division, uh, as it sits right now, we got uh, top five. You got uh, the five car of the Ninja Turtles Cowabunga train. 
with 62 points. I love saying that. Uh, the 311 Bipolar Express with 64. Uh, third is the three of Anger Management with 68. Second is the 86 Last Call with 74 points. And first right now is the two failure to yield with 78 points. So there's a four-point differential between first and second. Um, so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens down the stretch here, see if uh, the old uh, two failure to yield, because I love saying that, <laughs> and, uh, can, can hold off uh, the last call here uh, down the stretch. Absolutely. Well, that is your points update from the previous uh, Saturday's race with all the classes. And, of course, we'll update uh, next Tuesday for the classes that ran. Uh, get your butts out there and, and go watch them, though. Um, who's ready for uh, some? give me some loving? Ooh, right here. All right. Well, first, we're going to make you wait a little bit longer, and we're going to hear from the fine ladies at Team Denver Homes, and then we'll uh, get rocking and rolling. So get those questions brewing, comments brewing. <laughs> And after we hear from them, we'll kick it off. So here you go. What's going on, Scrub and Tires listeners? This is Michael Ann Goodart with Team Denver Homes, Remax Professionals. We know the real estate market has been crazy the past couple years, and this year is no different. That is why you need an agent who knows how to navigate this market and properly represent clients with their best interest in mind. Whether you are buying or selling a home or just curious about the local market, I would love to offer my support and services. We are a top producing team in the greater Denver area that specialize in luxury, first-time home buyers, and investment properties. We will get you matched up with the right agent for your needs. After all, real estate is the best investment you can buy. Feel free to reach out to me at any time via phone call, text, or email. I look forward to connecting with you soon. All right. Uh-huh. We uh, had to pause uh-huh. for uh, one of our comrades here. Don't worry. He, he will be back, I promise. Will the jury but, uh, please allow me a quick bathroom break? <laughs> <laughs> hey, sometimes it happens. It's but, all uh, it's all that sour beer he's drinking. <laughs> hey, I can't even imagine. But anyway, get those comments, questions brewing. We're going to play the intro, and then we'll uh, fire away. So without further ado. All right. Well, hey. Be back. Oh. Hey, we get it. So it's beer. <laughs> <told> you. <laughs> so I, I do have to say to all the all the scrubbing tires listeners right now, just real fast. We've had the last like I don't know, couple months where people have had their comments randomly just deleted. You Facebook police are getting on you. Mm, so yeah. that's. Let's Good just point. make sure. I'm not saying you can't say things. We love your opinions. We love to hear from you guys and gals. Uh, but just watch what you say because you never know when the Facebook police will come after you. So just wanted to, just wanted to throw that little tidbit out there yeah. before we start here. For yeah, some we, stupid we don't reason. Want all of you get banned and not yeah. be able to comment. Then we'll just be sitting on a show with the three of us. Yeah, we don't want Ray inciting do. violence. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, lead us off. And uh, George, you can take this one. Mike G. All right. Are the mods going to get a special money race like the legends? Pfft, I mean, 
We've asked about we, it. And we're we, I, uh, you, you know, as bad as much as we do. I mean, we, we've been, you know, we're and not just our class. I mean, really any one of the classes, uh, super late models had one last year and the legends had one last year. I do the, and I think the super late models, they have one this year. Legends do. Obviously. And the legends and the legends have one again this year. So, it, it really comes down to sponsorships. Really, somebody willing to put up money, the money to to do it. Um, so, if anybody we can if we can advocate for somebody, maybe we'll talk to citywide banks. Maybe they'll do a, a sponsored night or something. You know, it, that's really what it ultimately comes down to. I would love to love to see it, mm-hmm. not just for the gams, but for every one of the classes. Really, I think it'd just be it'd be badass. We'd get enough people to come out and, um, you know, just driver wise, your, your car count would be there for a big money race. So, I mean, everybody would be looking, that's the one you circle. Mm-hmm. So if we, if we knew about it, we would, you know, and if we would, hopefully they're not holding out on us and be like, surprise, but mm-hmm. highly, highly doubtful. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I would love to see it, but I, I don't think it's going to be possibility anytime soon, to be honest with you, unless we get some sort of sponsor to come up and, and do it mm-hmm. so all right all right good question mike gigenbach appreciate that next one for uh jacob because he's the only one i have two points to my name so definitely ain't me <laughs> all right so this comes from mr sideways jim doug uh to the points leader how do you feel on having a driver switch and run another car since he was in the points chase um you know i can understand you know, everybody wants to help everybody and, and, and make sure that, uh, we have cars to run. And especially when you have friends that are helping you out and trying to help you with your points, uh, chasing, um, that's a good thing. And in, in a sense, the official rules, cause it's kind of funny you, you brought this up because there's somebody that I will not name. Cause I told them, uh, I would not name them that brought up that rule where let me actually pull up the rule real fast. Uh, But my thought is, you know, I'm indifferent. Like the rule says you technically can, you actually have, you obviously have to start in the back because the people you're talking about had to start in the back. The official rule on it though, technically is you have to make sure that if you switch cars or do whatever, that you put your number on that car which Mm. they didn't, but the track allowed it, which, you know, I, I don't care in a sense because I, I am very much a person for competition and I, in order to be the best, you have to beat the best. And if one of the best is having an off night with the car and is struggling with it and somebody is offering to give up their seat, uh, to try and help you out, then you know what? I'm not going to be against it. Um, did they technically follow the rules? No, but I to me that doesn't really matter. I w- I want to beat the best. So if if that's what it takes to try and and you know run up there with those guys and gals and uh, and try and show what I have as a driver, then I'm all for it. You know, uh, I kind of. No shot at you, Mr. Kyle Clegg, but I kind of call this the Kyle Clegg rule because uh, <laughs> he used to bring two cars out, and if something happened with his main car, he would 
obviously go to the backup car, um, which I guess is not allowed anymore. But you can switch cars, but obviously you have to start in the back and also uh, put your number on it. So as long as you're following the rules and whatnot, that's fine. Like I said, I, I want to race up there with the top-notch drivers. And if they're having struggles and find a way to get up there in another car, then, you know, let them do it. You know, yeah. Go ahead. I was gonna say uh, two two things. I I just want to make points on this. Unless it's Ed's car, then I no. was gonna say unless it's Ed's <laughs> car, then no, no. <laughs> unless it's Ed's car, then no. But um, but that's the whole purpose, honestly, why we have two cars at the racetrack. If you if you want to know the real reason, that's I, I'm just there to drive it, just because we have two cars. But if something were to happen to the '89 car during the middle of the race, you're damn sure I'd be jumping out of it and going right up to the spotter stand that he'd be driving the '99 car for the night. So in, in a sense for, for me, and if we had to, you know, add some extra tape to the nine to make it an eight and he had to start in the rear, then, then that's fine. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't find no issue with that. Like, they want to switch cars, switch cars. Who, who yeah. gives crap? You got to start in the rear. Cause you know, you did switch a car and, and, and like, I think it was Kyle said before, we're not in the cup. Like it's just local racing. Like if he wants to switch cars, switch cars, mm -hmm. you know, it's not well, going to, he's got to start in the rear. Then you got to go 30 laps and get by you know you know 17 cars that's yeah. a lot of that's a lot of cars and the more the car car the more car count you have it's it's that much harder because you know and and i was talking about this earlier this as well um with i don't forget who i was talking about it but this year alone it just in the gam class i'm just going to talk about the gam class here mm -hmm. this year alone in the gam class there have been so many strides made between drivers that last year there was a there was a true gap between like the real fast guys and then the the people that weren't as fast i'll just put it that way i i qualified 10th with a 17.4 and you qualified 12th with a 17.4 there's 17 cars on the track so from first to 12th there was only a four tenths difference i mean that seems like a lot but it's really not that much if you think about it last year there was like a six seventh tenths difference between first and eighth Mm -hmm. you know what i mean so the competition's even that much better mm -hmm. um this this season in those cars so yeah. so yeah i i yeah i have no issue with it and i got no know, issue as we see mr john seeley uh made his official statement and as long as everybody's aware and knows i mean he came up and told me personally yeah. he's like hey just so you know uh nathan's gonna drive my car as you know he's having a little issues uh so i'm gonna have him jump in my car i'm like okay sure yeah whatever yeah they switch tires because you got to obviously have the tires you that you tires, started right. with for right. the night on whatever car you're driving and the transponder. So obviously that when he goes around, he's getting clocked correctly. So, you know, I had no issue with it. You know, I, mm -hmm. I, I do know it comes down to the almighty dollar with uh, certain things with other drivers. But, you know, um, like I said earlier on in podcasts before, we we as the GAM drivers have such a, a good respect and, and good camaraderie within the class that uh, I at least personally didn't hear of any huge issues with it um, as long as everybody's aware of it and is all right with it, then, you know, have at it boys. <laughs> yeah. Good question. Yeah. Raising a lot of comments over there. What else we got? I don't think uh, we have another question um, outside of, that one we have some talks there's wingman 
Yeah, Mr. Wee Man. Nobody. Um, when this happens, I always want to ask you guys a question, but I'm stumped. This is the awkward silence part. Yeah. You guys want to buy a legend car? Your future wife. There you go. There we go. I'll take this one. Mike Land Murray, good art. What is your favorite track food? Uh, we'll go round robin here. Um, man, the beer really? after the race that when <laughs> yeah. you get your uh, driver's the, thing cut the off. Pork shot in nice. a can. Um, <laughs> I think honestly, I'll probably go with the old chicken sandwich, and I say that because it was free Ooh. that one night. Oh um, yeah, that was pretty good. At two o'clock in the morning, driving home to Littleton, that was pretty good. Yeah, mm. you so, know. My father-in-law loves the chick, the buffalo chicken boneless wings. He like loves those things. I don't, I don't technically mind the cheeseburger. I mean, I know it's probably a frozen cheeseburger or whatever, but for some reason, the the burger that they got, it's it's good. I like it. Yeah, Mike G, whatever Carrie brings. Yeah, well, my mom, <laughs> good stuff. C CJ loves that too. <laughs> we had, we had last weekend. Those were good. Oh man, I think I had three or four of them things. I had one. I I, I did. Uh, I know it was really bad, but I I drink a lot of water and Gatorade and stuff on race day. And I do this when just you know I wasn't even running, but I don't eat hardly anything during the day. On when it's super hot out and stuff, I just don't eat. I just want to stay hydrated. And yeah, I had one brat and that was it. And then after the race, I think I had like four or five cookies and that was about it. <laughs> but I'd say I'd say uh, the burgers, the burgers, their burgers, my favorite there. You know, this is funny coming from a uh, fellow crony, as we call ourselves, crone disease. Uh, <laughs> we don't. Spice isn't good for us, people. But so for somebody that loves spice, you still eat it. You just you don't even care. You're like, I know Every I can't night. eat it. You know I shouldn't eat it. But you know what? It just tastes so dang good. You could be oh, eating I'm frosted flakes, good. and here comes the hot sauce. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not lying. Maybe about the frosted flakes part. Okay, I was gonna say frosted flakes and hot sauce. Whoa. Uh, all right, great question there. Uh, We'll move to uh, Daryl Stewart's comment. Uh, did Brandon get a motor? Um, it's a two-part question. Uh, yes, but uh, don't really want to fork out the funds to uh, get it up and running. So uh, to be determined on the... Uh, we might have a surprise the, for everybody. The future of uh, Brandon Hall Racing, I guess. And I'll <laughs> leave it at that. But yes, um, yes don't, and no. To answer don't want to give away too much here. Mm -hmm. There we go. Um, all right. Uh, is this a question? All right. George. Okay. How about not starting the dash rates, but being able to start the main in the same spot? That's a good one. I guess we're referring to what we were kind of talking about before. I would assume so. Okay. Um, bring, pull that. Pull that question back up. One more time. I just want to make sure I read that correctly. Uh, Someone's not starting the dash, but still getting to. How about not starting the dash rate, start, but just being able to start the main in the same spot? I, I think I that's counterintuitive, really. Yeah. I wonder what the. They're using big words on us. Yeah. 
wonder what the official <laughs> rule book is on that one with the track. Because I don't know. Because, I mean, in, in this instance, it didn't happen until the main. You know what I mean? But Well, I think the reference is uh, when Nathan, I think it was not this last weekend, but the weekend before, he didn't start the dash because he thought maybe oh, he had some issues with the motor. I got you. He was saving it for the main event. I got you. In that instance, I think you should go to the back too. Like if you if you don't participate in the heat race, I think it should be an instant start in the rear. Um, at that point, yeah, I I would I would say if you if you don't start the dash, you you shouldn't. Even though you qualified, you you should still have to go through the channels, if you will, yeah, because to get to that yeah, main event. Because you you're trying to tires and right, exactly. Like any one of us could say, then why are we having dash races? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like we could all just, just park, go straight to the future. Exactly. We could all park our cars at that point, like every one of us and be like, nope, I'm not, I'm not running the dash. I'm saving my tires for the main because that's where the most points are. And that's where the money's made. And then yep. you won't have any dashes because then everybody's going to get on the same, same plane. And they're going to be like, screw it. Um, no, I'm going to just run the mains. So yeah, I think right. at that point, if you don't, if you don't run your dash, you should, you should have to start in the back. Yeah. All right, we'll take a couple more here. I see uh, Mr. Bremkamp uh, finally submitted one. I appreciate that. I'll uh, take my shot at this one. So uh, Mark Weeman Bremkamp writes, what is your stance on people who record races calling out officials directly by name on social media about a call, knowing they don't see things in a flash like the officials? Um, well, oh, I think it's, uh, yeah, I think it's uh, just the world we live in. Um, nowadays, everything is recorded. Uh, everybody has their opinion. opinion on everything. Um, and it happens not just in racing, but I mean, NFL officials, you know, watching the Stanley cup, I could have told you how many times I wanted to throw the beer at the TV, you know, because of that officiating or in my opinion, you know, lack thereof towards the final, you know, game five, game six, but I think it's just part of it. And, uh, you know, with racing officials, it's, it's no different than any stick and ball sport, you are put in a spot where you have to make a call and, and you know, you don't have an hour to think about it and talk about it and, you know, mm-hmm. drink a cold one with your other officials and say, Hey, you know, I think it went this way. Well, no, I think it went this way. Oh, hell we'll call it this way. No, you have about two seconds to make a decision, whether there's a penalty or, you know, whatever the case may be. Um, and, and we as fans, I'll, I'll call myself a fan in your question here. And, you know, I, I don't record races and so forth, but, we all have our opinions on this podcast of things that we see. We try to keep those aside just for entertainment purposes. We're a podcast. We're not on anybody's side, um, you know, ever. Uh, but I'll say as a fan, I know exactly what you're talking about. I'm not going to dive into that. But I will say, you know, watching as a fan, it happens so quick, like you said, where you have to make a decision or, you know, your brother or Ray or, or Jim or, or any of them. Uh, Greg, and you know, you gotta, you gotta be willing to die on that hill. If you make that call and you know, you gotta own it and say, this is why I did it. And you know, maybe later on a day or two later, when you kind of cool down or whatever, you think about it and well, here's maybe what I could do better next time or whatever. Or if you still stand by it, then like, yeah, that was the right call in my opinion. And I'm the one holding the the flag or, or the, the microphone or the radio. So, um, but I guess long, that was a long-winded answer. But to answer your question, uh, 
people are always going to be naysayers and have something to say no matter what call you make. And that's just part of life. Um, and it's I say to those keyboard warriors, those couch, you know, warriors that if you think you could do a better job, do it. CNS is hiring. They right. would love to have more officials. So if you right. think you could do a better job and you think your opinion matters, please go out and be an official. We would love to see right. you try and um, make the pr critical calls like that, you know, and with everybody watching you, you know, you, you think we man likes sitting up there getting yelled at, but for a call that maybe he didn't even make, he had to make it or something, you know, um, you know, sometimes yeah. those are out of his hands even. So, yeah. And like I said, officials in any sport, whether it's four-year-old soccer to the NFL to NASCAR cup series racing. I mean, we've talked about it on the podcast, mm -hmm. like I said, giving, you know, hats off to the CNS officials this weekend for not calling yellows quickly. We talked about it on the podcast where the race directors who hold that button to call the yellow in the cup series sometimes in my opinion put it out prematurely it completely mm -hmm. changes the outcome of a race but again i'm not the race director never will be mm -hmm. and they made the call and they're going to live and die by that call and at the end of the day it, our life goes on and so will people that yeah. record the race and make comments on social media it's just part of the world we live in so and, and, and just like you said with any other given sport it, it, bang bang plays happen all the time bang bang plays oh, yeah. happen racing oh. even faster oh yeah literally yeah, yeah exactly i mean i could see everybody's comments uh that are going on here right now and it, it's 100 true you're not gonna you're not gonna please everybody with your calls mm -hmm. somebody's gonna love it and somebody's gonna hate it and then they're yep. gonna give their opinion about it even if even if they didn't record it, even if they didn't show it live on Facebook or, or YouTube or wherever, people are still going to talk about it and people are still going to. But then when people start talking about it, what's the first thing they want to do in a technological age like we live in right now? They want to see what happened. Yeah. And right now, that that's it's a tool that I do not want to see taken away from that racetrack is the ability to showcase the racing itself, the good parts of the racing that happens at that racetrack because nine yeah. times out of 10, we're talking about all the cool stuff that we see happen yeah. and not all the negative stuff that happens there. Exactly. Like people are, are obviously going to have their opinions about the things that go on and, and the bad calls and stuff. But I mean, really realistically, how many bad calls happen a year at that track? Not too many. I mean, I can't sit here and, and give you a, for instance of, well, that was, that was terrible. I mean, other than the ghost cautions that happened. That was terrible. That, that was terrible. Terrible, terrible. You know, other than the ghost cautions that happened, I mean, there's not a whole lot that I would say being like, that was it. Jesus, what were they thinking? Yeah. You, you know, I mean, it is it, it is what it is. And and you know what? You you stick by your decision. You make a decision, you stick by it, and you, and you that's what you felt. And you're you. that's why you guys are the officials. And like Jake just says, if there's somebody who thinks they can do it better, by all means, come get yourself a striped shirt and – get up in the flag stand and see if you can do something a little bit better. Good luck to you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Good luck. Spot mm -hmm. on there. Appreciate that question. All right. Well, I believe, uh, that there was, was the, uh, there was, there was a couple more in there. Yeah, there was, um, Kyle Clegg had one at nine seventeen. I, I want to answer yeah. that one. Oh, sorry about yeah. that. Mr. So Mr. Kyle Clegg, Jacob, why did you guys park somewhere else this weekend? I don't, we like that spot uh, right well, up front. 
well, <laughs> not for the, most the ones part, Jordan was in. <laughs> yeah. Well, not the ones we were in this weekend. We, we like the spots way up front. Where we normally park. Kind of, yeah. It was kind of nice to be around everybody and um, kind of be, you know, with the gang in a sense. But we were told when we showed up that uh, I can't remember what car. It was a legend guy. Um, it's blowing my mind right now. Who? who technically bought the two spots we usually are in uh, and that we can't park there. So we had to park where we ended up parking. And then the two people or the person that ended up buying those spots parked way down yonder and didn't even use the spot. So it was kind of like we had already unloaded. And when we found out that they weren't going to park there, so it was like, well, might as well just stay here. It's we should have moved. We should have moved. Because the spot George's car was in was absolutely just horrendous. I, I honestly don't understand why uh, certain people at the track uh, don't repair their pits very well. But it is what it is. But we probably won't be parking in that spot ever again. <laughs> Let's just say my door's got another crimple in it that I was not too fond of. Yeah. And it was, my own, and it was my own fault. So it had the car I mean... up on the jack stands and put the jack underneath there to let the car down and Other way around we we're jacking it up oh it was ja uh, yeah that's you're correct i was jacking it up had it underneath the car and the jacks the jack rolled into one of the cracks well anybody who's anybody who's ever lifted a car before when you start pumping that jack up and it lifts the car up the jack actually has to roll with the car because the angle of the car goes up it's got to roll into the car the jack never moved and the car came down on the jack and the like door, can. door went up like a tin can. And I, I thought the old man was going to come unglued. <laughs> Their butt's dead in he the 89. Yeah, 99 it, it, <laughs> he, it went silent for about 45 seconds. And then yeah. he, you could see the boiling on my old man's face like, what the? Like, like, look, I didn't do it. Our fault. <laughs> it wasn't our fault. The look, wind sucked. was blowing and. A dog was barking over there at me. Like, you know, you know. I don't know who usually parks in that spot, but I, I'm Good surprised them, they man. park there. Yeah. Never yeah. again. If, even if we have to go park. And caution tape. Even if we have to go park at the very freaking end, I'll, I'll never park I'd rather in park spot. in the dirt than park yeah, in that spot. Ever again, never park in that spot yeah, ever again. Agreed. Yeah. Crimple freaking door. Ooh. All right, George. Last one up for All the right. Do you feel like there should be no three wide rule? That's what it feels like people are asking for. Uh, this is a this is a really good question. Um, and like I said, or well, I haven't really. I, we we've all three have kind of talked about this actually in the past. Maybe for specific classes, there there could potentially be a, a no three wide rule. Uh, I, I'll be, I'll be flat out. I went three wide, um, in the main on lap two, but I instantly knew, Oh, Oh shit. I'm in the wrong yeah. spot. I'm a, mm -hmm. I'm a get, I'm a wreck myself or I'm a wreck somebody else. So I instantly lifted, got back in line. And it was an instance where the 41 car, um, it looked like he was going to go low going into turn one, but then this, uh, gasser was there underneath him. And so he ended up moving up. And I just I went into turn one and I was on I was three wide. I I honestly think that in the bigger cars, you just you flat out can't go three wide in those cars. Like they just you're not gonna stick, you're gonna lose position if you try to take it three wide. You're not gonna gain mm -hmm. anything. Um 
but in the instance, I think of what you're talking about with Legends cars where dip down onto the very bottom, the, the Legends cars, it's hard because, yeah, I mean, because they're so close together. I mean, it just it just really puts puts everybody in a bad position because they're going so fast on that track. It's such a big track for Legends cars, honestly. It's a big track for Legends cars. Um, it, it's hard to say. Um it can be it, it can be done. It's been done a lot of times in the past in those cars. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think it ultimately comes down to just be just be smart about it. Really, like I was saying, you know, I knew instantly that I was in the wrong position, and I needed to back out of it. I think if you're forcing the issue, you just got to be smart. Don't put people in danger. Don't put yourself in danger. Um, but should it be a rule? It's. Let's just say, it's, it's hard to say everybody thinks that, uh, you know, the rules and, you know, enforcing rules and calls and stuff are bad. Now, if all of a sudden we put in a three wide rule, no three wide rule, I think there'd be a lot of pissed off people in the legend class because yeah. they go three wide all the time. So all you, the time, you see yeah. penalties thrown like almost every lap, I feel like. So you'd be having a lot of pissed off people, I think, just by adding that rule, let alone trying to enforce it. Can you can you pull up that second to last comment right there by Kyle Quintrell? I feel like the solution is requiring spotters for legends. We've advocated for spotters for every single class that touches that track. Mm-hmm. And I know it's really hard for some people because they only got like sometimes there's people out there in like pure stock, they're driver, so. crew chief, crew, tire changer, everything. You know, there's one guy. But I think just for this the safety sake of everybody, I think that. I think that all the classes should have spotters. That's just my opinion. And I, I, I just the safety sake to be able to let people know where people are at on the track. Um, I know that we, we talked about this on the, on the show with Kyle Clegg, where he said that having a spotter in his ear when he's in the legend cars, like screws him up. But at the same time, like if we can, if we can prevent some of these, some of the wrecks that we've had just by and, and not just I'm not just talking about in the legends card, but in the pure stocks and the super stocks as well. You could prevent some of those wrecks because people just don't know that somebody's on their inside or at their quarter panel and they cut across somebody's nose and then you're wadding up three or four cars because it would have just been nice to know if you had somebody on your inside. You know, I mean, um, I, I've just always advocated every I think all of them should have should have spotters for sure. Yeah. But um but the three wide rule, I, I don't know what you guys. Oh. That's hard. Things to be more of a pain in the butt than anything. Yeah, because I mean there are classes you can, and some probably shouldn't, but still do. But it, I don't know. I just think it's it's a rule that it that's going to be hard to enforce, and and not have a lot of pissed off people. So yep. I know in the Please. SRL modified series, there's a three wide rule can't do it in there and they'll put you to the rear well it's there's like an asterisk to that rule just real fast if you go dive bombing on somebody to make it three wide going into a turn and then they wreck that's against the rules but if you're all of a sudden come out of a turn and going three wide and you're going three wide into the turn already three wide that's different but if you take somebody three wide by dive bombing into the corner and then they end up wrecking you're to the back that's i think what the rule technically is for the srl so yep i say to that just let drivers be drivers and spotters be spotters and make their best judgment and it's part of racing yep 
All right. Um, really good. good. Give me some. Le- uh, I almost said, give me some legends segment. Give me some legends. <laughs> I love me some legends. Give me some legends. I like. Give me. Sorry, I like Jared. Jared Wall's comment. Full send. Yeah. High side. He does. <laughs> <laughs> We, we know uh, that it, he does that a lot in that figure eight car, just right up next to that wall like it's Daytona. Especially <laughs> yeah. with trains, too, yeah. Yeah. But, yes, very nice. Give me some love in that legend segment. Um, and I guess that will uh, bring us to the end of our show, but it is a good end of our show. Um, but before we do that, shout out to our sponsor driver, Mr. Braxton Deweese, running all across the esports world in trucks and Xfinity and cup and anything else he can find time to drive. Um, and also shout out to his father, Chris and the Braxton Deweese, uh, fan page. Appreciate, uh, you advertising for us. The cars look sweet. Um, so keep it up buddy. And, uh, yeah, we'll get into preview to next week. Uh, we'll talk about everything that happened, um, this week, this Saturday at CNS, obviously we won't be there, but we'll be there in spirit and uh, give you guys a, a really good show next week. And with that, we're going to announce uh, our special guest for next Tuesday, um, July 26th, um, be the second female that we've ever had on the show. So uh, third. Ray. Well, we, it was kind of, we had Ray was our Oh, that's right. That's right. Two. Second female uh, driver. Yep. Sorry. Female yes. Driver. There you go. Way to save me there. Host doesn't even know what the hell he's talking about. Uh, third female on the show to appear as our guest, and we're pleased to announce that the 06 Pure Stock driver of McCrista Hilton will be our guest next Tuesday. So um, a lot of, like I said at the beginning of the show, talked to her for about 30 minutes this last weekend. Um, really looking forward to this one. She has experience in a lot of different classes, not just you know, going out there on Saturdays at CNS and whooping the field in the pure stocks. But uh, I'll save it for the podcast next or the episode next week. But uh, a lot of things brewing in, in the Hilton camp, but excited to have her on. And uh, yeah, so yeah, make sure to, you guys go ahead. I was to say, got to finally meet her, like uh, Brandon said earlier. So um, it was nice to actually officially meet her uh watched everything that she's doing so i'm i'm excited to have her on next week very excited for yeah. next week next week yep and uh I, we won't obviously spoil it but we have a another guest lined up after her so uh we're cooking so continue to tune in and, and watch us and um getting a lot of great feedback and support you know like i said people are writing fan mail now which is kind of cool to see never imagined we'd be We'd uh, be getting that kind of stuff, but uh, yeah. However, you got to do it: fax, email, letter, uh, text, whatever it is. Twitter, we, Twitter, we, Facebook Messenger. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. And even if it's bad, even if you guys say you know you suck, you should do this. We we appreciate that. Um, and yeah, I'll quit yapping, but appreciate the support it means a lot each and every single Tuesday. And with the uh, Rubbin' His Eye Racing League that we we uh, put on three weeks ago that's gaining traction and uh means a lot getting our name out there getting your guys and gals names out there uh racing with us so appreciate that and uh i'll pass to jake and jord but thank you all nothing more to say it was a good show good to talk with everybody and seeing all the comments and all everybody that's watching so uh good luck to all the drivers this weekend and uh looking forward to talking with mccrista next weekend so that's all for me yeah, I as always, I, I love the conversations that we create. I feel like 
there's a lot of chit chat and chatter that goes on at the racetrack between all of us. And we, we, we talk to drivers, we talk to fans, we talk to everything. And it's good to, to have this platform to be able to kind of like air this out. You know Here's what I mean? And, and I know that there was a conversation in the driver's meeting about like, you know, get your lawyers ready because, you know, there's going to be some figure out what you say on social media. But here is something that we, you know, this is something that we can all this uh, talk about concerns or highlights or issues or anything that we we have um, as drivers, as fans, as car owners, as everything. Um, so I, I truly appreciate everyone that tunes into the show and gives their opinions and talks about all this stuff because that's all we can do is create conversation. Yeah. Right. And who else do you know that has one of these in Colorado, let alone yeah. across the United States that doesn't yeah. talk about just NASCAR. So exactly. Right. Right. So it's, it's going to be, uh, it, I, I love talking with every, everyone and more and more love having conversations hey, with people we don't normally talk to even yeah. the tech officials oh the podcast guys right yeah exactly <laughs> they do know what they're doing <laughs> yeah sometimes so, so uh needless to say little by little we're we're being heard in a sense not just us three hooligans but all everybody. of you everybody yes. is being heard and that's what we want to do how do you create change start the conversation right mm-hmm. so um just as much as we are here to be able to support and, and uh, you know, bring light to what we have here in Colorado, as far as racing goes uh, also to kind of create that conversation to help make everything better, you know? So whatever we got, like I said, we, before we, whatever we can do uh, just, you know, keep talking and, and keep creating these uh, uh, dialogues. Yeah. Dialogues. Right. Exactly. These dialogues. So, uh, appreciate you all. I had a lot of fun. Again, huge shout out to Frank's Radio Service. You guys were a huge help on Saturday. Brian and, and Daryl, you guys do an amazing job. Anybody who's anybody that is seriously looking for an upgrade on the radio systems, Hit we just up. did it. We're, we're, we're completely gutting our radio systems and we're going to those guys. Uh, we're not even sponsored by them, so don't even don't think that we're just we're doing it out of just because it, it seriously is good products and they're great people and huge mm-hmm. help. They're willing to come over. Brian was seriously running back and forth, helping us get situated. Got the mom hooked up. I mean, Literally damn. before mm-hmm. the, the heat races started, we're throwing in radios and we were getting them done. So uh, thank you guys again. It was an amazing job and we're looking forward to working with you guys again in the future. And uh, yeah, thank you. Yeah. So that's it for me. Absolutely. Well said. Well done, preacher. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, if you uh, didn't get the opportunity to catch us live, of course, we're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor. Uh, I think we're on five other platforms outside of those three. So uh, listen to us, re- put us on repeat um, and uh, have a good week. Everybody, good luck this weekend if you're participating in any kind of motorsports uh, around the country or the world for that matter. And uh, we appreciate that. Make sure you go sign up for the next IRI. Uh, I-R-I-R, that is very hard to say. Race uh, next Monday night at uh, Irwindale Figure 8. But until next time, everybody keep scrubbing those tires. Good night, everybody. On behalf of Jacob and Jordan Smith, Smith Family Racing, 
Brandon Hall Racing, and myself, Brandon Hall. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode of the Scrub and Tires Podcast. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram by searching the Scrub and Tires Podcast. Until next time, let's keep scrubbing them tires.